Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to Fieldy Geeks Podcast. I'm Josh. Today I got a special guest on here, Nathan Beatty, Technical Director for CIP Network. You're also an actor, voice actor, and of course, podcaster. I'm jealous. That's a great resume so far. That's great. Uh, Creativity in Progress was a show I was actually a guest on weeks back. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of fun. And of course, I'll have Nathan explain, uh, you know, the premise of that show. But Steve, I, I believe, will be guesting on it very soon. Really anxious to see that. So yeah, Nathan, uh, please tell us what geeks you out the most, I guess. And uh, of course, feel free to plug away <laughs> all the stuff you guys do. Well, well, thank you so much, Josh. And thank you for uh, having me on this podcast. This Absolutely. Is, this is great. Um, and, and you were a fantastic guest. We loved having you on. Well, thank you. It was program. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. And and basically, like just to give your listeners an idea of what the show is, it's basically um, a writer's room. We, we came up with the idea of of like what would be what because a lot of a lot of people are like i really wish i could be a fly on the wall in a in a writer's room so what we did was we were like well let's just do that and so we kind of mixed it a little bit with also with like rolling a character in a weird way yeah um, we like dnd so there's that too um <laughs> but essentially what we do is at the beginning of the show we um we either start completely fresh or if we have a guest uh, usually um like like you did um uh you bring a character on and like a character of yours and we use that as one of our characters and then we roll dice for the for either the other character archetypes that we want to use in the story and then we also roll dice for genre uh time setting and then we tell a story using those parameters so we kind of let the dice control a little bit about what the story is going to be and then we go from there and and just create the story and while we do that we have Ari Orner who uh, also is a artist for the hit YouTube show Critical Role. She'll probably be mad at me that I said that, but I'll <laughs> do it in. Well deserved. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well deserved. She's a fantastic artist. Yes. She is amazing. And while we write the story, she draws one of the characters. Usually, if we have a guest on, she draws the the guest's character, um, and she does a fantastic job. I, I just love it. It's one of my favorite things every week is watching her draw while we write, <laughs> yeah. like while we do things. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. We've been doing this for about a year, having a great time. We have other shows on the network too. Is it's the the CIP network, the Creativity in Progress network, and we have other shows. We have Noobs in Progress, which is where Ethan and I watch stuff that usually both of us haven't seen before, and then we talk about it. Uh, our favorite episode recently is we watched Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that that movie was awesome amazing amazing movie. oh cool cool um yeah and it's just so we do that and then i have a couple of shows on the network that you know the hardest thing you'll ever do fds you know just about they, they you know fds is about magic the gathering uh, the hardest thing you'll ever do is sure. more of like a personal blog and yeah we do we just do a ton of stuff ethan has a show on the network called uh, loose cannons where it's a debate show that drops on sundays so there should be one wow. dropping today yeah it's we're we're pumping out a lot of content so so come on check it out because i'm sure there's there's probably something there for you <laughs> oh absolutely yeah 
please everyone go check that out subscribe and yeah help support that's that's awesome yeah i had a great time that was definitely a lot of creativity in that uh that little group setting we had and it that was really cool i've never been part of it, it kind of took a while for it to dawn on me i was in a writer's room i guess it just it just took me a while to get the concept but i i, I even said it uh, i think it was the second episode the last because it's two parts i was on like i was like hey this is like in a writer's room and you guys are like yeah that's what this is like oh duh yep. yeah of course i've never mm-hmm. been in one before it's really cool and yeah mm-hmm. especially when an idea gets going and everyone's contributing and it was really cool because yeah the character i brought to the table is a character i've had in mind since i was in high school and it was really cool to redefine that and bring new ideas. So yeah. And of course the drawing was fantastic. That is so cool. That is so cool. She's very talented and yeah, Yeah. Ethan's been a friend of the show for a long time. We've had him on just fantastic stuff. Yeah. Cause he's a, he's also a comic book creator and he's got a lot of great things out there. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys, guys have, like you said, have a lot going on for everyone. First topic we could talk about, uh, a real, Transformer. Hasbro mm-hmm. has launched a new Optimus Prime Transformer toy. Transforms with voice commands. It's 19 inches tall. It's got 27 servo motors, 5,000 components, 60 connected microchips, and a mobile app operates it. All for $6.99. <laughs> Whoa! If you saw it, though, it's pretty damn cool. I don't know. Yeah. If I had an extra 700 lying around, maybe. I don't know. Um... Not a huge Transformers fan. I do like them. Like the first mm-hmm. movie a lot. But this is pretty damn cool. Uh, it's very close to it actually being fully realized, you know, like you saw in the cartoon. It's not life-size, mm-hmm. of course, but <laughs> that would be kind of scary. Um, but yeah, this it's so cool. Um, I actually watched Kevin Smith and Jay Muse showcase it on their Facebook channel. And yeah, it mm-hmm. was awesome. They told it to roll out and it <laughs> just... And it did all these poses. Like, it's insane. Like, you know, the price, it's very pricey. But, gosh, yeah. from what I saw, I thought it was, you know, probably in the thousands, maybe, just from what it can do. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the question is, would you buy such a thing if you had extra cash on the side? Oh, man. Like, it, th- that's hard because, because <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, are so many, there are so many things that $700 can buy. Um, I know, right? Uh, you know, like, you know, it, it's kind of this it's because i wasn't um i i was a fan of of transformers to a certain degree like yeah. I, I liked i liked the cartoon as a kid um i i watched the first movie the the movies started they they hit me at a point in my life where i kind of stopped going to movies all that much mm-hmm. so so i saw the first one but i haven't seen any of the others and um and because it wasn't like the major fan base movie that that I had growing up, sure. I, I didn't really pursue it. So I probably wouldn't. But this is really cool, though. Like sure. this is, you know, an awesome toy. And I if if somebody like if it was on a discount, I might buy it. Right, right. <laughs> maybe like half off or how, how low would it have to yeah, go for you yeah. to maybe consider it? Would you say? A couple hundred. <sighs> yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah. But but I also recognize that like. You know, like it, it, it probably is worth like in terms of like what it is, mm-hmm. like and how much work they had to go into it. Yeah, I seven hundred doesn't seem that expensive. For yeah, what it is. That's what I feel. Yeah, and it's I think as long as you take good care of it, you could easily resell it for a good good price. Still, you know, you get some money back. Oh yeah. So it doesn't feel like something that would depreciate unless you're 
kid grabbed it and just <laughs> threw it around the house or in the yard. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about these kinds of things that get me. And and I fully I you know, and, and this is the struggle as a nerd parent because yes. you know, you 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 buy it. And you're like, this is like the coolest thing. But then your kids see it and your kids want to play with it. And then you get that struggle. Like, am I going to be the um, am I going to am I going to be like that asshole collector parent that's like, <laughs> no, you can't touch it. It is not for you. It is for me. Right. You know, Will Ferrell and the Lego movie. I was just going to say um, that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, it's 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 hard. It's 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 hard because, it, you know, it's like I'm going to spend 700 bucks on something and then like let my four year old play with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Only if you're like a billionaire, I guess. But yeah, I know it's yeah, like, I it, and then also it's like, I look probably silly protecting this toy. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it is a toy that, you know, should mm-hmm. be played with, but you know, the price tag does not help uh, me want to do that. Like I'll just put it on a shelf. It looks great. It's kind of like, I don't know if you ever saw the SNL skit about the Star Wars toys. They did it like around, mm-hmm. uh, I think when the Force Awakens came out and, uh, uh. The kids are like, yeah, we could do this and that. And then the, the adults come in and say, or you can put it on this shelf <laughs> and leave it in the box. And then the end of the commercial, yeah. they just they just close the glass, uh, the glass, um, you know, cabinet over it. And they're just like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the kids are just kind of like bummed out. Like, what is this? But it's so true. As you get older, it's like, ah, oh, like I bought a Captain America shield replica for like 100 bucks. And that was big purchase for me. But, you know, it doesn't feel as fragile. And uh, yeah. I mainly all I basically bought it to just uh, be a decorative piece on my wall. Yeah. So, like, this toy, I think, could be that way, too. And you can get it out here and there and show what it can do and stuff. But, yeah, you'd have to, like, put it back, you know, unless you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you, you say that because um, the other uh, couple weeks ago, I went into my um, uh, to my local game store and. I'm I and for for your listeners to know I am a massive fan of Magic the Gathering. I played a lot. I I'm kind of a little too obsessed with it frankly. It's probably an addiction at this point. <laughs> I went in and they were like, "Oh, Nate, we got something. We we want to show you something because they know I'm a pretty big collector." Sure. And um they show me that they had uh Hasbro has a limited cuz Hasbro also makes Magic the Gathering. Um when they Hasbro had Hascon a couple years ago, they made limited edition magic cards. Uh, a couple of them were Transformers, a couple of them were My Little Pony, and I think, and I can't remember that. I think there was another property that they did. Well, somebody had sold them uh, a couple of uh, the the set of the My Little Pony ones, and they know my daughter really likes My Little Pony. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, here, and it, like, and the price tag was a couple hundred bucks because these are super rare. Right. And and I was like, I'm sitting there, and like, I'm, I'm torn and everything. And I go home and I mention to my wife, I say, you know, I say, yeah, they showed it to me. And they, and they, and because I'm a, a fairly good customer, they were willing to give me a pretty good discount on it. Wow. And I said, yeah, and they were going to give me this discount. And I almost did it. And she was like, she is way too young for that. And I was like, it's so cute to me. You think it's for her? Um, <laughs> so, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Because, you know, like, <laughs> if I'm going to spend that much money on cards, I'm not going to give it to my daughter. But I recognize, like, how ridiculous that is. Right. Like, like these are my little pony magic gathering cards. Like, so so I ended up not buying <laughs> right. them. So I had to <laughs> but, you know. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know the, I know the feeling. We've uh, 
taking my daughter to some movies where we got some cool like popcorn buckets for kids. I'll say that, you know, kids and uh there's a Spider-Man one and it, you know, it opened his top of his head it opens and stuff. Kind of creepy cuz it's a head, but uh-huh. anyway, I was like I was like, yeah, yeah, this is yours. Sure, sure. But you know what? It would just look really good downstairs, you know? And right now it's on my desk. It's a, a headphone holder. So she keeps saying, that's mine. I'm like, I know, but, you know, it just looks cool, doesn't it? Like right there. Besides, you know, anything that goes mm-hmm. in your room goes missing. So, you know, rather not have that happen. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, we don't want to lose it, do we? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> Put it on a shelf. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. toys admire are it from afar. Exactly. Well, that's just like there's, you know, there's um I love Ninja Turtles and there's um Ninja Turtle sets they have now, you know, and they're really pristine looking and yeah, they're a couple hundred and it's like, wow, I love that so mm-hmm. much, but I don't know if I want to pay that much for them, you know, like would I really mm-hmm. Once you have the money, I think that's 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 a, a new uh stage in the game is like I have the money. It's more painful now if I spend it on this, you know, like before it's like, yeah, no, no doubt. I'm going to buy that. And now it's like, well, I could buy other things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There's so much more than $700 could die. I know. I know. So many. Oh, I know. Hasbro makes a lot. uh, Actually, Hasbro did make my shield. They actually had an Iron Man helmet. I regret not getting. It was a, each thing they put out was like a hundred bucks. And now, uh, I think the shield's still reasonable to buy, but the Iron Man helmet's like double the price because you can put it on, it lights up. It's super cool. I should have gotten it. I was walking through a convention last year, walking through the convention, and it, like the guy could tell, like he saw me and he was oh, like, no. yeah. yeah, that's that guy who wishes he was Robert Downey Jr. Come over here. Um, and <laughs> and like he didn't even have to say, come over here. All he had to do was he hit, as I was walking by, they had an Iron Man helmet that was um, sitting on the shelf. And right as it was just about to go out of my peripheral vision, he hit a button and it straight up, like the movie, opened up and just full on opened up. And obviously... Empty your wallet. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, what is that? He was like, yeah, cool, isn't it? And he was showing me like all the cool stuff it could do. And, and he said, yeah. And when it's on your face, it like, you can see through it, but then it had, and it had like a fake, yeah. like a, like it, it projected, it looked like light, like it was Jarvis, the whole sure, uh, sure. The HUD, but you know, but it was obviously it just did one thing. Like it didn't, you know, like, right. and also you didn't have Paul Bettany in your ear going, you know, <laughs> you know, um, I don't think that is a good altitude to go to. You know, you didn't have that happening. That'd be cool um, if it came with his phone number and you could just call him and just <laughs> talk you through things. Paul Bettany like in the tub and his phone rings. <laughs> He's like, I'm hungover, but here we go. Yes, <laughs> you, know? you are special. You are important. Uh, <laughs> just whatever you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like, and, you know, and, and, but then he buried the lead, though. He went and like the price was like it was over fifteen hundred dollars. Like it was oh. really expensive. Oh, and because okay, and then the other thing I did mention it was made of metal. Like it was right. it was metal, full on, and like it it, it looked like a movie accurate replica. Sure. And you know, once he said the price, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what I thought it would cost. Thanks, bye. You have a nice day. Good luck with selling these. Right. Um, I let me go get you a check. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. post-date it. Um, that's my wife. That's yeah. The, uh... yeah, you don't even have to. It's like the force. You know what she's going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
you know, there's because there's that there's the two thresholds. You've got the you've got the the threshold of, yeah, I can buy this, and 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 she, and she finds out she's not going to get mad. No big deal. Right. But then there's that squishy zone, and for everybody, it's different. Where I could buy this, and as long as she doesn't find out, I'll be okay. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, they double charged me. Well, they do a lot of charitable work, so I think yeah, a lot of that went yeah. to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed feed mm-hmm. the. Feed whatever, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I deserve this. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why is that? Why was there such a large Amazon charge? Oh well, those uh, <laughs> those, those chairs we bought, lawn chairs we bought, were really expensive. I thought they were only like fifty bucks. Oh no, the, did I say fifty? I meant five hundred. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I left off a zero. <laughs> yeah, you said yeah. yes, so I, I did it. Yeah, so, uh, uh, whatever. That's no trouble. Oh, I, I remember the first con I went to, uh, I saw a Ghostbusters car, you know, from the real Ghostbusters animation animated show. I lost it uh-huh. years ago. I think my dad had it in a storage unit and it got robbed. So mm-hmm. I lost that. And I love that car because it's one of the best mm-hmm. birthday memories I ever had. We, uh, he picked me up. I don't think he forgot it was my birthday. <laughs> no, I don't think he did, but he, <laughs> But he didn't have a gift yet. And so this is like the coolest thing ever. Like he drove me to Kmart and he's like, pick out what you want. And I think mm-hmm. I picked that out and a couple figures. And I was just in heaven. Mm-hmm. It was so great. And I saw one at the con and I almost was like, I should get this. It was like, a, mm-hmm. I was a hundred about hundred bucks, hundred bucks. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't get it. I'm glad I waited though, because now they've redone the, um, reproduced from the molds and it's like the same uh-huh. stuff and it's like i'm so glad i did not spend that much for that it probably does hurt you know uh selling it in cons but it's so mm-hmm. cool to see these figures back on the shelf i haven't seen the car in person i've seen pictures and it looks exactly like i remember and i'm sure it's not 100 bucks so uh i might have I to saw, get that i saw egon yeah at, at the store the other day like or a couple weeks ago and i like i couldn't believe it i was like this this is like i'm 12 in yeah. in airs in you know right? i can't believe there was a store called zares anyway um <laughs> but i'm sta- i'm standing in the middle of zares looking at this thing you know like it's what it felt like you know yeah um yeah it, it's amazing i saw those and i was like oh god they are geniuses because yeah. you know there's no 12 year olds buying those. It's a bunch of, you know, oh, of course, plus year old guys who are like, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it used to feel weird going in those aisles as a grown person, but you know, for the last 10 <laughs> years, maybe there's been other grown people in there. It's like, yeah, we're all in the same boat here. It's like, we're getting them for our yeah. kids. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. You know, yeah. Our kids, our children. Yeah. Well, that's what we get. Um, my, uh, my dad bought some, uh, some Legos directly from the company about, uh, about four years ago. But like one of the benefits of that is that every month now we get a, a Lego catalog that comes in the mail. Wow. And, you know, I don't think my dad's looked at it since, since they've come. Like, I don't think he's seen one <laughs> yeah. since then because, I immediately grab it and then the kids grab it and then the kids eventually destroy it. But yeah, recently, um, I think in in um, in anticipation for afterlife, they have released a Lego kit. That's 200 bucks of the of the Ghostbuster car, Vecto one. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Huge, super detailed. Well, my son saw it and he's like, I want the ghost car. I want the ghost car. I'm like. <laughs> But what's funny is I have one of the other ones like they, they made one a couple years ago that was smaller and it was, you know, and my wife bought it for me. Well, it's still in the box and it's hanging up on my wall. We saw it. He's like, ghost car. And I'm like, it, it, I literally was thinking, maybe I'll buy myself the big one. And there you give go. Him the have this one. one. Yes. 
I think I have that one you're talking about. I built that years years back, and uh, it was really fun to do. And yeah, it took me a yeah. long time. Like I, I haven't really built anything big since then. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I've seen Target the the Afterlife car, like it's diecast, I believe, and that's like sixty mm-hmm. bucks. Not terrible. Mm-hmm. It, the rust on it turns me off, though. It's like I kind of want the pristine Ghostbusters mobile. I don't want. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get what the new movie's going for, but it's like that's not really mm-hmm. something I want to. Like, I don't like that look uh, for the movie I do because I know they'll fix it up. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it came oh, with yeah, a kit yeah. that would fix it, that would be great. But I am I am super excited though about that movie. Um, Me too. If you, everything feels right this time, and uh, I I don't know if you've seen the the mini puff commercial yet or not commercial to clip. Yes. I actually thought it was a commercial though because I thought maybe they were going to put mm-hmm. these out. And I had no, it just didn't dawn on me. This was a clip from the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that was crazy. I was like, holy crap, there's a bunch of them. Uh, Oh, man. And and when it started and it had the music from the the library scene and from the first movie, it was like, they know what they're doing. Right. They definitely enjoyed it right this time. I'm really excited to see it. I I really am. Yeah. I mean, you got um, Jason Reitman, you know, son of Ivan, who directed the first Mm -hmm. two, created it, helped create it. Dan Aykroyd pretty much created most of it, but uh, yeah. yeah, this is just going to be, this is what 2015 should have been. And I, I never hated that movie because there are women, you know, I just didn't mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, all this history. Like, why wouldn't you just have them like this new movie is doing? It's like rediscovering the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. you know, like getting yeah. them dusting off, dusting off the proton packs and maybe changing it up a little bit, you know, the look on things. Mm-hmm. But that's to me what should have been. And I guess, you know, without that movie, we wouldn't have gotten this one. So I'm sure everything's yeah. um, going to be right for this one. I'm anxious for Ecto Cooler to come back because it did last time. And I bought a lot of it and it's still good. Yep. Why they yeah, don't sell it all fun. the time, I don't understand. But, you know, I guess I, I people like surprised. it. I, I was surprised because when it came out, I made sure I got some. And I and, and full disclosure, I didn't see that movie, not because I was like avoiding yeah. it or anything. Right, right. It was yeah, that one hit. That one hit dead center in the middle of children, like like early childhood. Yes. So there was no way I was getting to the movie right. theaters during that. <laughs> There's like this black hole of time starting in 2014. Yeah. Um, but um, and I'm still inside. Yes. Um, Hopefully with the streaming service. Movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like like that's one thing the pandemic has done that that, that has been you know uh, it's been good for my movie watching habits because I've actually been able to watch movies now. Um, but that one I, I missed. I didn't see it. And again, it wasn't because I was like, you know, like, oh, they're women. Like, I, I actually was really excited for the prospect. And I was disappointed to hear that it wasn't as well received. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see it. Um, and all that crap that happened to what was uh, what's her name? Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Yeah. Like the, the stuff that happened. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, oh, like yeah. the, the fact that all that crap happened was just. Oh, it's so, insane. Fans are crazy. Like, I mean, we'll get into it later, but we'll, we'll be talking about Falcon, the Winter Soldier, how mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell, who plays John Walker, I believe it's John Walker. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. yeah John U.S. Walker, agent, so. new Captain America. He's gotten death threats. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is dumb. This is beyond stupid. Yeah. Like, clearly a lot people of mentally not- messed up people. Yeah. It's just like, it's a yeah. character. Like, I never... What? I don't like the Ghostbusters, the 2015. I mean, I like aspects of it. My kids like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that they have uh, characters they, they like. But to me, it's just like a 
it's just a knockoff just to capitalize mm-hmm. on the name and not really have great substance, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't wish any of them harm or anything. And I never, yeah. you know, like I said, I didn't hate that they were all a women team. Like I, and I think that yeah. sadly the studio and the, the actors at the time, I mean, they don't probably read into a lot of things, but I think they were just targeting a lot of diehard fans as like, they live in their mom's mm-hmm. basement. And it's like, that's not really the way to go either. You know, it's like, yeah, these are like a particular group of people who really are messed up and it's not, you know, it's, I don't think it's the norm, if you will, you know, yeah, to the, criticism. well, yeah, there's a subset. There's a, there's a, a vocal minority in every fan base that, of course. that, you know, they they think that for some reason because they're behind a, a screen and a keyboard yes. that they can get away with what you can't get away with in real life like yeah. online harassment is harassment There's yeah really of course no difference. yeah um once that becomes mainstream enough mm-hmm. this is going to be a problem with everything unfortunately and it's, it's just so sad it is because it's know, like you're supposed to enjoy this stuff and yeah if you yeah. don't enjoy it you don't have to say i hate you you know it's just like yeah. encourage them to do better next time <laughs> Or, yeah. or do another Ghostbusters movie that yeah, kind of sets it on the right path, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like you said, if that movie hadn't happened, yeah, Afterlife might not have happened. Oh so, yeah, for sure. You know, so you got to look at that, like you know, and and now well, we're assuming that Afterlife is going to be amazing, right? Um, right, and, and yeah, that, that's that's a gamble. <laughs> of course, that's a gamble. We we could yeah. come back and go, oh my god, twenty fifteen was the Godfather. Like, what was that? But it's looking like yeah. it's not. There's. There's so much pressure and you got a lot of the original people involved. I'm just excited about mm. that. You know, just a nice passing the torch of a, a movie. I'm guessing that's what it is. It looks great. I'm excited. And yeah, that clip was pretty cool. And yeah, I know that could probably yeah. I could probably irritate some haters as well. Like all oh, these little marshmallows, they want to they want to do baby Yoda, you know, for themselves. And you know, it it teeters on that edge, I guess. But I still thought it was fun, you know. I think I think it's fine because you know it's like <laughs> the fact that they were impaling themselves and like that's yeah. a genius idea. Like you know, I and I almost guarantee that they probably were working that long before the Yoda was a thing. So yeah, you know, little conditions of old properties is not a new thing. Like that happens all the time. So you know, if people are getting fuzzy about that, then right. they're just looking for shit to complain. About. Uh, I know. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is now. But yeah, I did like the one that was on the s'more, and he was like the warmth of the chocolate. Yeah. He was like smiling, like, "Dude, you're melting." Like, what's going yeah. on? It's like an acid trip. Skewer. Like he's like yeah. grabbing the skewer and pulling it into yes. himself, and he's all just like. It was like this is horrifying. Well, if if no one caught it in the trailers, there's like a painted uh, advertisement on one of the the buildings, and it's it's State Puff Marshmallows. So, like all that mm-hmm. all this stuff's gonna be answered. Like to me, I think this is the town Ray spoke of, or maybe Ray's from, because there's like a mine in the trailer as well. They refer to in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all connected, and I think it'll make sense if people aren't digging these little guys right now. Like I think just some strange shit's happening. Something's coming up again. Yeah. And this whole town is like, they birthed it to begin with. And it's re you know, it's, it's respawning if you will. So I think, mm-hmm. I think they'll deliver very well on it. I'm really excited to it. And uh, yeah, if Ecto Cooler comes out, which I'm sure it will, I'm going to buy cases of it. <laughs> Cause it's like, they just take it away. It's oh, like, yeah. man, I, I love that stuff. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then I then I got off on a track about the 2051. I was no, shocked when because I, I bought some about the Ecto Curler when it came out. Yeah, and I was fully expecting to have, you know to like sip it and be like, oh god, this was definitely a better when I was not at all. I drank it. I was like, I could drink this whole thing. Like this is amazing. <laughs> this stuff is like heroin in a yeah. juice box. Like, oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Especially when I found the cans, I was like, oh, this is even better. Yeah, because the Ooh, movie- I didn't find the cans. I saw the juice boxes. I, that's what I saw originally, but yeah, they had um, cans in the theaters, and then my wife at a t- at the time worked for a grocery store, and so she actually had them order the cans, and yeah. Oh, nice. I, oh, dude, it was so great. It was so great, and uh, <laughs> the funny thing is when I bought the juice boxes, uh, I drove far away to get these things. Not too far, like maybe 20 minutes huh. or so. It's pretty stupid, but I did it anyway. So after work, my wife said, hey, Executive Cooler juice boxes supposedly are at this, you know, this one store. I'm like, do you mind if I go after work? And he's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> so I'm just like, yep, I'm going to go get some juice boxes. And at first I couldn't find them. And I was freaking out because I was, I was at the high C section. I was like, oh, my gosh, where are they? And then I don't know if I asked somebody or I found them on my own, but I went to one of the sides of the section and there it was. It was just like a little sign. And it was kind of like just tucked uh, in there, you know. And so I think yeah. I, I think I bought I don't know how many juice boxes I bought. You know, like they they came in a set like they usually do. So I bought like I think yeah. I bought at least two of those. And then I was like, oh, what the hell uh-huh. for the road? I'll t- I'll grab one of these surges. You know, these the pop when we were kids. I think uh, I don't know if you ever had surge. Oh yeah. So I think oh, yeah, I tried I that sure. first because it was cold and you know the juice box yeah. was not as easy to get to. Uh, I was like, man, this, I don't like this taste at all. So I think a little a little yeah. of me was afraid, like maybe this Hecto Cooler isn't as great as I remember. But it was it was it was amazing. It was amazing. You yeah. know, it always it was always on the shelves when I was growing up, and you know, I'd never I would just I just didn't bother with it. And then one day I got the craving for it, and I went to the store and I couldn't find it. And then I found out they didn't make it anymore. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Like right when I have, I want it, you know, and I looked up recipes, but there's certain things you had to order took time. So Mm -hmm. I did try to make it once for my, um, I did make it once actually. It it was not exactly the the same taste, but Mm -hmm. pretty damn close. It was for my daughter's birthday party. It was green. It was like a lot of green liquid. (laughs) So I had jugs of this stuff. It was just probably missing one ingredient, but it was not bad. So that's the only time I made it, but yeah, next time it comes out, I'm, that's like the one thing I'm so excited about the most. Um, it's either cool uh-huh. or sad, you know, I don't know, but oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, well, it's, I really wish that they would like, I really wish they would do like what they do with like the, the cereal, um, like, like the blueberry and, and, you know, yes. um, uh, and just like release like every once a year, just release them. Like just, Halloween you know, or something, right? Like the, yeah, those, like yeah. Halloween time, release them. Yeah, and, they were you know, selling a ton. Make a ton of money. They would, especially if they put it in like a big standee, make it noticeable. You know, don't don't just put it on the shelf. Yeah. Like, hey, it's Halloween, buy this stuff. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh man, yeah, we should be in charge of marketing for them. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, think they'll take yeah. our call. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Netflix distribution deals. Uh, this is huge. Yes. Um, are you a Netflix uh, user? I take it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think yes. everybody is pretty, pretty much, much, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For good reason now. Uh, yeah, they just, they're nearing a distribution deal with um, Rain Johnson, who did Knives Out. This deals for two mm-hmm. Knives Out sequels. Knives Out came out in 2019. It was a, 
a murder whodunit, kind of like a clue movie. Um, huge hit, mm-hmm. uh, big cast, like it just delivered. Most usually these big casted films, you know, the, the hype just, it, you know, it's never achieved, you know, um, in real life, you know. It's all in your head, and then yeah. you see it, and you're bummed out. You know, of course, you got the exceptions yeah. of the Ocean's Eleven franchise. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Clue itself, Boogie Nights, uh, Love Actually. You know, there's a, there's other films, but rarely when you get a big cast, it's basically just a bait to get you to come see it, even though it's a pile of crap, right? So, <laughs> or not as good, but this is a huge deal. Uh, Netflix is going to probably pay four, over $400 million for two sequels to Knives Out. So I mm-hmm. I take it they will directly come into the streaming service and the theaters as well. That's my guess. It's very mm-hmm. early stages. And of course, with COVID, a lot of new things are coming about. But yeah, Daniel Craig will reprise his role as uh, Ben mm-hmm. Blanc. Uh, he's, you know, like a super... High IQ detective, if you will, um, kind of like a Columbo, you know, you know the Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes, all, all the greats. But yeah, this this yeah. distribution deal was Netflix outbid Apple and Amazon for this. So yeah, they're really uh, they're taking a chance, but it's you know mostly guaranteed success. You know, the first one was such a big hit, mm-hmm. and this will just be easier for people to see it. But yeah, it's a uh, first sequel will be shooting in on June 28th looks like in Greece, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is Craig or lucked his way into knives out to begin with because he was doing, he was developing the new bond movie at the time with Daniel, Danny Boyle and he dropped out the director. So Craig had a uh, time in his schedule as they, you know, found a new director. So yeah, he, otherwise he wouldn't have been in this movie probably. So <laughs> it's just kind mm-hmm. of all, you know, everything just, uh, happened the right way but yeah um rain johnson loved agatha christie stories and that's what inspired him to make this film and yeah i imagine the next cast will be just as big but i know you we've talked you you have not seen knives out but it is on your list yeah it's on my list to see i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing it eventually once i can get my crap together and see <laughs> it. um because i love that kind of stuff you know you mentioned columbo like columbo is one of my favorite you know, yeah it's like uh, Here's me just one more question. Um, but <laughs> remake uh, that, I, you movie. know, I really, <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm really anxious to see it. And, and it makes sense on that Netflix part because they've got, you know, they, they were the king for a really long time mm-hmm. in, in streaming services. And even Prime and Hulu had a, like, like they, they're doing okay, but they, they couldn't come anywhere near right. Netflix's over you know like just thing and then disney came along mm-hmm. and i i remember i remember before disney plus came out there was this there was this feeling of people being like really like mm-hmm. you know like, not not everybody a lot of people were like me and saw like yeah no this is this is a major challenge to uh to think but there were some people who were like i i just don't see it like i just don't see disney overtaking it and i'm like right. okay that you're you're people who don't who don't have young children. <laughs> you know? Disney's got everything, man. It's uh yeah. Seriously. I mean shit, they they know how to run things, but yeah, I mean they're they're I think they had success instantly where HBO Max mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, they it took the Snyder yeah. cut to get uh I think HBO Max up there a little bit, but still not mm-hmm. as much not as much success as Disney, but I think what made Netflix um I remember at the time, I don't know if you remember this when they first 
announced that I think their goal was like, it was a high percentage of original programming they wanted to do. And I remember thinking that was a bad idea, you know, but mm. I think they were kind of the first ones to prove that could work. You know, if you mm. did things wisely and it seems like they did, they had a lot of successful shows and still do that has definitely, you know, hiked up their worth and uh, yeah. they've purchased a lot of other films before. So this, I mean, yeah, it's a gamble, but man, I think that's a great deal. I think that'll be, mm-hmm. you know, people can come see the film um, in their homes. They don't have to go to the theater and it'll probably be an option to go to the theater as well. I would imagine just mm-hmm. the scale of the film and stuff and the, and the director involved. I'm sure he's still going to want his movies to go to the cinema. It's just like uh, with uh, Scorsese's The Irishman. That was a Netflix movie, but it went to cinemas mm-hmm. too. So I still yeah. haven't caught that. That's on my list because that's uh, well, I've seen the Snyder Cut twice, so I guess I I'm due to watch that because Irishman is pretty long. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy they're making that deal. I mean, I obviously don't want them to become super powerful because then they can be like, hey, we're gonna charge fifty bucks a month for you to, yeah. uh, <laughs> and maybe it's worth well, it if there's like you know a lot of programming you like, but still, it's like wow, that's scary. Well, well, that's the thing. Like I think. You know, I, I'm glad that Disney came out and did this because because what it did was it forced Netflix to have to do stuff like this. Yeah, because I, I seriously think and from a perspective of somebody who was watching a lot of Netflix original programming and this is going to sound weird, but, you know, I have young kids and they for when my kids were really young, like and I'm talking like. 2014, 2015, 2016, you know, into 17 a little bit. The 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 kids programming on Netflix was top notch. Mm-hmm. Like they had they had children's programming on there that like had Steven Spielberg as the producer. Right. You know, and we're talking about a show called Word Party where it's about a <laughs> kangaroo, an elephant, a cheetah that isn't act doesn't actually looks like a cheetah, actually looks like a leopard, and they get that wrong and it pisses me off. And a panda. Um and they in diapers who <laughs> run around and say word party, Wee! you know, yeah. and it's computer and but but it's top notch stuff like yeah. it's really good programming. And then it was around 2018, 2017, 2018, their programming started going to crap. Yeah. To the point now where they have they have like they're they're um they're doing contract deals with like Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and just taking Nickelodeon uh, shows and just putting them on. Right. And I think part of the reason for that was because it was around that time they started getting complacent. I think they started going like, why are we putting so much money into this stuff that we have all this content now so we can kind of pump the brakes a little bit? We can, And there, there also was a lot of internal executive stuff changing and everything. Sure, sure. But, but and I think that might have been part of it, too. It's like, why the hell are we paying these people, you know, a couple hundred grand a year to do stuff that, you know, it's like, let's just raise our prices a little bit, kick back and, you know, let's mm-hmm. reap in the payday. Right. And then Disney came along and was like, oh, you know, we, you know, we basically have been doing children's programming for years. Not all of it great, but right. still <laughs> of it really good. And it came in and was like, oh, so you're they're They're pumping the brakes. All right, let's hit let's hit the gas. And, you know, and they came in and they came in swinging it's like it, you know that's why it's like i i've almost said to my wife a couple of times i think we need to like block netflix for the kids because some of the stuff my daughter finds on there i'm like this is the most asinine television just this morning we were watching a show and i was like this is the most asinine thing on the planet can we please go back to disney plus yeah because at least there's quality content over there right you know, right most right 
Exactly. Yeah, and I've I've showed them the uh, the Mighty Duck series on Disney Plus now, and uh, yeah, I like it. They like it. Um, the my oldest, who's thirteen, obviously is like ah, not not good. You know, I'm like, okay, come on, you give it a shot. <laughs> I made her watch the first movie last week, and yeah, she just uh-huh. was not uh, cooperating. I'm like, come on, just give it a shot, give it a shot. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I I I really like yeah strong kids programming that adults and kids you know both can enjoy and it's not excruciating painful for the mm-hmm. parent uh netflix yeah yeah netflix they they have uh some pretty good shows now i can stand let's say <laughs> i can sit yeah. there and watch and i'm like yeah this is pretty funny you know not terrible not uh excruciating mm-hmm. painful to watch but yeah and some of the disney programming is pretty good but yeah netflix is is doing right yeah uh, they're going to this is going to probably keep them going for you know a good chunk of time especially as you know uh more industries adapt to streaming services and whatnot uh sony of course is mm-hmm. one of them uh movie company that does not have a streaming service and so you know they've delayed yeah. uh their bond movie for quite some time now uh, looks like it's finally going to come out yeah they apparently have done an output deal with netflix so they they previously w- were with stars so just basically, you know, when Netflix had deals with Disney for distribution, you know, like, you know, it'd be like maybe nine months after uh, a movie would come out, a Marvel movie, let's say, it would show up on Netflix. And so yeah, this is a similar deal with Sony now, because obviously the Marvel films are going to Disney Plus. <laughs> but yeah, this is with mm-hmm. Sony and it's going to be their whole 2022 slate of films. And uh, it also mm-hmm. will include first rights uh, for Netflix to ac- accept a direct-to-streaming production. You know, if they pass on it, then mm-hmm. Sony will send it to other streamers. But yeah, Netflix has the first say on anything they produce. As for the 2021 catalog, that's probably going to divert to stars, I imagine, for now. You got James Bond films, and you got Spider-Man, and I think mm-hmm. Venom, and... Morpheus, which hasn't mm-hmm. come out yet. So I don't know how that works since they're, I think Spider-Man for sure is releasing this year so far. So I don't know how that's going to work. You know, if you'll see the newer Spider-Man on Star or um, on Stars or Netflix, let's say. So that, that remains to be seen. Uh, however, they will have yeah. older Sony films on there from their catalog. So you could count Spider-Man as an older Sony film. <laughs> All of all of them except yeah. for the the new one, the newest one. So um, that's actually been one, you know one of the Marvel films because the the deal Marvel has with Sony, you know, you uh, Spider Man is not on Disney Plus, so you know he yeah. he's never really been with the rest of the family, if you will, because he's kind of like half family <laughs> because he belongs to Sony yeah. as well. So yeah Yeah. um it'll be really interesting to see how that deal works out but yeah i mean geez look at that you got two knives out sequels coming and you know other sequels might take interest and go after netflix or vice versa who knows and then you got the sony deal they just just made so yeah this is um this is huge this is huge so yeah if you're not a netflix subscriber you might want to jump on board and give it a shot just i've 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 had netflix i think before anything else i've had streaming i remember when i first mm-hmm. got netflix i was like this is so cool i can watch a movie like <laughs> mm-hmm. through this format I, it's weird let me tell you i'm one of the old timers yes exactly um, i 
I remember my uncle coming over to my house and uh, we were chatting and he, and he said, have you heard of this thing called Netflix? And this was back in, <laughs> I want to say, I'm going to get the year wrong because I'm probably going to mention a year earlier than Netflix existed, but oh, it was something like fine. 2001, 2002. Okay, sure. And yeah. this was back when you would get the discs in the mail. Yes. And, um, and yeah, and, and so we, you know, um, we signed on fairly quickly after that. And then, and then pretty much I've had Netflix since then. And I switched um, to streaming and I was doing the, the dual streaming and discs until my wife and I realized we haven't, we like, we've had this disc of, I don't even know what it was. It was like, if it might've been like fifth element or something that had been sitting on our table to be sent back for months. We hadn't sent it back cause we'd just been using the streaming service. Oh, so no. we just downgraded to the highest streaming level that didn't get you discs. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know what a concept yeah. that was. My cousin, and yeah. he did that too. He had uh, he had blockbuster too, you know, mm -hmm. that's crazy. That, that doesn't exist anymore. I think there's one left and there's a great documentary yeah. I've heard is on Netflix of all places. On Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Isn't that I, ironic? I know, oh, right? God. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. This show is sponsored by Netflix, so thank you, Netflix. Um, they haven't sent me any money yet, so I don't know what's going on there. But <laughs> well, it's it's amazing to me, like you know, and it's kind of happening now. Sort of, though, it might be changing. Um, like the the executives of Blockbuster, like they're sitting there and they're watching Netflix. <laughs> they're not like I, I don't know about you, but I would see something like that and I would go. Okay, we need to maybe like get R and D on this or something. Yeah. Like, or you don't have R and D? Let's create R and D and let's yeah. let's do that. Because because I like the the second I realized that that Blockbuster wasn't pivoting the way they should have, I was like, they're done. They're mm -hmm. dead. It's going to take ten years, but they're dead. Right. Um. Because this is going to kill them, and it did. And you know, and then the same thing was happening with GameStop. Though it looks like GameStop because of all the craziness and the, the <laughs> yeah. Wall Street bets and. Because they actually have somebody on the board now who you know wants shit to happen, right? Um, they might they might be able to turn it around, but they were heading down the same path. They were like, "Let's retail," and it's like, "Yeah, that's something you really want to bet on in the era of a pandemic." Right, right. <laughs> I know you got to think outside the box. I mean, geez, there's just mm -hmm. this has never happened. I mean, these industries weren't around hundred years ago when we had the last pandemic, so it's like. You yeah. have to adapt, otherwise you're doomed. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's um, it's unfortunate. But at least we have Netflix. But yeah, if it becomes, uh, I always, I always, I just get afraid of physical media going away because it's like, man, they'll really have a hold on your your entertainment at that time. You know, they can yeah. jack up the prices, or if your internet sucks, you're not going to really get the full enjoyment, full experience out of a film. Like you know, it does mm -hmm. have its, you know. Um, limitations if you will so yeah, yeah yeah the future is still a mystery of what how you know things can coexist like theaters and these streaming services you know i'm sure a lot of people have gotten uh hooked on just being home but i still miss the experience of actually going out to see a film you know with great sound and picture and concessions mm -hmm. and stuff i always love that but yeah netflix uh definitely uh has been in my life for a long time so <laughs> this just kind of yeah furthers that relationship like yeah i like all this stuff i'm seeing and hearing about and yeah um i think i'll stick with you netflix <laughs> yeah let's just buy everything it's gonna, it's gonna be funny to me like i was doing the joke about the old timer you know with yeah. the the thing but that like there will come a time 
where I will have to tell my kids, you know, Netflix wasn't always streaming. Like the first like five years it existed, it was you. They send you a DVD and you would send it back and they will go, what's a DVD? Um, <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> yes. Or it's like I had to use a payphone once. What's a payphone? Like, what well, payphone? I had a flat tire and you didn't have your phone with you. You didn't have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anything, man. You're so lucky. You have no idea. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, other movie news, of course, uh, DCWB. There's some there's some news happening there with casting, of course, with the Snyderverse. They just released uh, Zack Snyder's Justly Cut, which we did review on this show. Um, feel free to check that out. The consensus was we all liked it a lot. It's a long movie, but... It sets up things a lot better than what we got originally, and it does change up a few things. So it is worth your time. I know you haven't seen it yet, Nathan, but it, it's it, it's definitely worth your time. And like I said, mm -hmm. it's in part. So if you get kind of tired or whatever, <laughs> want to do something else, you know, <laughs> uh, pause it and then come back to it. But yeah, I thought mm -hmm. it was very good, and, and it should have been just it, you know, WB just I think have made terrible decisions, and this kind of proved it and i don't think they ever really backed this cut because of the embarrassment for one and they just want to move on so luckily you had like at&t who you know owns warner brothers and uh hbo max i believe or that might be a separate uh, entity itself but they do recognize you know a potential for profit and so they're like you know hold your roll wb let's do the snyderverse let's just do it and so they yep. did. And of course, a lot of fans were hoping that they would get wise and like, all right, let's let's draw upon this movie and, you know, expand more of what it set up. Because that's the one thing this film did that the 2017 didn't do was it set up so, so many cool things uh, people mm -hmm. have been wanting to see. You know, a lot of people, even including the stars now, the fans and the stars are putting this hashtag about restoring the Snyder verse. I I'm for it just because of it would be so silly for them to have spent this money and for a movie that set up so many of these characters and to just say, nah, we'll set them up again and pay, we'll pay for it too. You yeah. know, you don't have to love how Snyder did things, but if you're going to work with like the multiverse, then I think mm -hmm. you can totally take advantage of of his films and just take the things you like about him i guess you know for the new mm -hmm. creatives in charge so yeah i hope there's a future i don't know but of course they're moving forward they got suicide squad which they released a trailer looks pretty cool i don't know if you saw the trailer to that yeah, um you got St stallone's king shark which has perfect casting i think i just yeah i loved every clip like at first it it was kind of like startling like he doesn't look quite great you know cg wise uh, but it grew on me and he has a dad bod and i just yeah. like his the way he talks it's like they're in that meeting and he just holds his hand up and he goes hand it's like oh i i think i'm gonna like this guy and he just yeah. ate that one dude you know like oh, oh yeah it's just, you know <laughs> out of nowhere well like and i think I think what's happening with with the Snyderverse now, I, I haven't seen the movie, so mm -hmm. so I, I, I can't speak to the differences between the sure. Wayden version and the um, Snyder version. But I think I can say with fairly uh, and be and be fairly accurate, at least in that the the Warner Brothers universe of superheroes, the DC universe 
is an example of what happens when you try to do what Marvel did, Mm -hmm. but you don't have a captain at the helm like Kevin Feige. Right. Absolutely. Um, Like, I know that that you can't like I I know it's it's fairly popular to, to basically put everything at the feet of Kevin Feige and say, oh, he is he is the end all be all. Yeah. Like there's definitely more to it than just him. But sure. I, I think it can be said when you have somebody who gets put into a position of power and has a vision and knows how to execute that vision right. and knows how to surround himself with people who can help them execute that vision, mm-hmm. then, then you're going to get something like the Marvel universe. Sure. What happened, what's happening and it, and, and, I don't know if Suicide Squad is indicative of that, mm-hmm. uh, indicative of that changing, I should say. Right. But what's happening in the DCU is essentially they don't have somebody in that position of power. They don't have somebody. They just have people going, what did Marvel do? Let's do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, we can't afford to do it exactly like they did. Uh, OK, well, then let's do it this way. You know, <laughs> no, um, Phil, I don't have and, a drinking problem. <laughs> it, you know, and it's just so frustrating. And like this, yeah. and, that, and that was the thing that I would always say to um, uh, I, w- I would always say after I would watch one of the movies, like I even said after Wonder Woman 1984, it made me it annoyed me not not because. Like I was mad at the people for being they, they made a bad movie. That sucks. It was more <laughs> that the potential for the movie to be good was there. Yeah. But they squandered it. They just threw it out the window. Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, like I watched the original Justice League and I was like, this the the first like 15 minutes of the movie, I was like, this could go to great places. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, this is not going to great places. You right. know, yeah. so yeah. It's a shame. But, yeah, it is a shame. I mean, they wanted to catch oh, up yeah. really quickly. Oh, wait, oh, yeah. The reason why you have a Kevin Feige and the reason why you would praise a Kevin Feige, you know, from, of course, what you said, but he also had experience before this MCU. He made almost, I think, 20 Marvel films. So he got to learn what worked and what didn't work. So he had a hell of a knowledge how to, you know, build a universe where, yeah, Warner Brothers and other people don't have that you know that that's just a rare thing for him and yeah sadly that's yeah i mean not sadly but you know you would if you're warner brothers you're like hey uh kevin do you have any uh free time you want to come over here (laughs) let's just uh you know or (laughs) or you know disney you want to buy buy our stuff or you know i don't know but yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um they panicked with snyder i think you know they're like oh yeah of course, I always knew once Avengers hit a billion, that was going to be, um, that's a great achievement. But studios are stupid when it comes to that. I think, you know, they're like, oh, it's like when they made The Dark Knight and then all of a sudden they wanted to make Superman like yeah. that. And I was like, that's not Superman. It's like, what are you doing? So when yeah. Avengers made a billion, they're like, oh, we got to make yeah. a billion. And if we do this and that, we should be able to make a billion. And then, then that didn't happen. So they were like, oh, we got to, we're panicking, you know. Um, let's just put more money into this. Like Joe Magnanello, who yeah. plays um, Deathstroke, he was interviewed after this, and he said that this possibly could be the most expensive movie ever made. This this Justice League because you mm-hmm. had the other version, and you know they they reshot mm-hmm. most of that film, and so now they they, they did all that, 
and then this new version they had to put more money into it to to complete it so yeah it's overall it's a super expensive mm-hmm. film and it's all because of them panicking it seems like they're on the yeah. right track now but i think they could really utilize what the snyder cut is set up like i said it's a long movie but that that in a way gives you the setup to each character that Marvel has been able to do with their standalone films that connect eventually. This is the closest they've gotten mm. to um, doing that. So that yeah. Snyderverse did help in that instance. Cyborg is, you know, fully realized character now. Like most of them are actually when they mm. join as a team, it's exciting and it, it kind of is uh, cliff notes, maybe if you will, to Marvel. The, uh, movies you know it's like you know here you know here's this person here's that person they join and uh, you know get into a team and then they take on this villain there you go you know and then they set up other things of course at the end which are fantastic i think but yeah uh yeah. they're moving forward of course with other properties we talked about the suicide squad uh shazam fury of the gods which is the second shazam film uh helen mirren has joined that cast as a villain Hespera, I believe that's how you say. She's a character is a demigod. She's a daughter of Atlas and the goddess of immortality. And she's not necessarily good or bad character-wise. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a great casting there. Um, I look yeah. forward to seeing that. Uh, I did like Shazam. It's very kid-centric. Probably the, I would almost say mm-hmm. it's the closest Marvel film they've kind of done. You know, like it just felt like yeah. it was trying to be kind of like ant-man sort of you know was uh, except you know the heist take that out but just the the humor level and yeah i heard i heard it was basically like a a pg deadpool is is the way i heard it was described to me kind of is yeah because deadpool is very childish and it it does have a lot of cool aspects to it i did enjoy zachary uh levi his portrayal of the character i know a lot of people gave him shit because his suit was like you know filled in places but it's like dude he's a superhero like you know if if you're doing a film and the actor never needs to take off his shirt why the hell would you put them through so much stress to get that big you know this isn't thor you know? <laughs> who cares all can't be your things. like seriously right. like that <laughs> right. that man <laughs> he like, is captain america <laughs> he is captain america like my god like that scene was yeah. real in the rebirth uh <laughs> chamber that was yeah, real like, <laughs> Uh, Shazam was a decent film. I hope they improve on a few things, but yeah, Helen Mirren, of course, I'll take I'll take her on. And, you know, as a villain, that's that's great. Oh, I think yeah. she could really portray that well. And the Black Adam, of course, which is the Rock's um, film he's doing, uh, which yeah. is kind of a bad guy for Shazam. But the, since the Rock's playing yeah. him, it sounds like he wants to make him kind of a, you know, um, you know, not not necessarily bad or good. <laughs> But in the middle, because yeah. he doesn't ever want to be a villain, I think. So. Well, that that's kind of, and I think that's kind of a, um, a thing with Black Adam. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not a huge, I'm not hugely knowledgeable when it comes to Shazam and Black Adam, but oh, I know here. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from what I understand, Black Adam is kind of like, he's kind of like Magneto-esque in the fact that he, he, he thinks he's a good guy himself. He tries to do good things, mm-hmm. but often he's misguided. Yeah. Um. And and does and does things because his uh, his hu- hu- hubris hubris gets in the way. Right. However you say that word, that is very. <laughs> um. Better than I could do. <laughs> yeah. The 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 H U B R I S that word. Um. But uh. 
but yeah, like it's it, so so I I could see them maybe trying to play that character and try to nudge him a little bit closer to the good side than the bad sure. side. Uh, I think that could work because that's the Rock. They're not going to say no to the Rock. It's like yeah, whatever you want to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking to a lot of people because he announces years ago he was going to be Black Adam and then nothing happened. Yeah. And people are like yeah yeah yeah, and then now it's finally happening. It they've started shooting. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan is playing Doctor Fate, who's a He's a human host to a god, uh, Naboo, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he's got superhuman yep. strength and a lot of magic. So uh, I'm sure you're mm -hmm. a big fan of that. I mean, I I, I dig it mm -hmm. too. Kind of like sounds like a um, uh, Doctor Strange with superpowers. You know, Doctor Strange with some yeah. Captain America abilities. Uh, that's great. When, I, um, I love Pierce Brosnan. So 100. When they did, I think. Oh God, I I can't even remember how old I was. It was in the mid '90s when they did um, Amalgam Comics, where DC and Marvel got together and and they essentially mixed the characters. So you had like Dark Claw, and it was Wolverine oh, and Batman wow. mixed together. <laughs> yeah, like I I have I have like all they they only did one issue each, so it's not sure. like it. And so I got those issues, and um, there the one was Doctor Strange Fate, and it was it was Doctor Fate. Doctor Strange and Professor X mixed into one character, Whoa. which was which was interesting. Holy crap! Um, yeah, that's insane. That wow, imagine or maybe it was Professor Strange Fate. I think it might have been. That's still anyway. pretty cool. Imagine that being a movie. Like I think we'll get there someday. Oh, yeah. I, I I think they will have a crossover someday. You know, especially oh, yeah. if WB can't get on the Marvel like success bandwagon. Although mm. their movies have made money. It's just I oh, think yeah. I think they really thought you know hey let's put a lot into this movie and then we're gonna get our, we're gonna get our money back. It's like you shouldn't think that way. Just focus on a good story, and you know, stop well, thinking some, about a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, someday they're gonna have their what I call the Sony moment, and that was the moment that Sony realized why are we like we have a character that technically could be in the Marvel universe. Everybody wants to see it in the Marvel universe. And we haven't been allowing it to be put into the Marvel mm -hmm. Universe because of reasons. Yes. Why don't we just let it go in the Marvel Universe and make crap ton of money? Yeah. And that's what they did. Like a two-year deal or something. Maybe just a one-off. Yeah. And if it's so good, go for another one, you know? Yeah. And that's and and that's what Sony did. And they made they made buckets of cash. Yes. And then there was the renegotiation fiasco about a year ago. But then... They they worked that out when they realized they both would lose buckets of cash. Yes, and and then now so it's only a matter of time before WB goes. Mm, we can make buckets of cash. Let's make buckets of cash. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. Yeah, maybe Kevin Feige. What what sucks is uh it doesn't suck, but Kevin Feige is a big Star Trek fan, and I I would love him to take over that franchise. I am not happy mm -hmm. with the way things are right now with that franchise and. I think yeah. he, he gets it, you know, that's, that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. He gets these comic characters and mm -hmm. he's a fan. I think, you know, yeah. I, I know a lot of times they don't like to hire fans to, you know, take on these properties, but it's like, you know, if you got a brilliant person who is a fan, like yep. you should do it. He's going to know how to speak to the people, if you will. And yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially somebody like Feige mm -hmm. because Feige and, and I've talked about this, um, with uh, uh like on some of my other podcasts and shows he he understood something that that very few people understood and that was 
when you're dealing with comic properties, especially a comic property as long storied and rich as mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe, um, you can't throw um, Agatha Harkness at them day one. Yes. Okay. And what I mean by that is, I mean, like, that's a deep cut. That's a major deep cut. And I remember uh, very early on, like, I'm talking like, I think Thor had just come out and a buddy of mine said, they're doing, they're doing the Infinity Gauntlet. And I said, there's no way they're doing Infinity Gauntlet. They cannot do it. And I thought, like, I seriously thought he was doing like what other nerds were doing at the time. We're going, do you think they're going to like uh, introduce this character that was in issue 27 and he was only there for like three days? Like, like. I thought he was doing that. And so I was like, there's no way that is way too deep cut. That is way Mm -hmm. too comic nerd. They're not doing it. But Feige knew how to do it because what he did was he just planted little seeds. Yes. Just, just little, just little setups and payoffs among billions of dollars worth of movies. Mm -hmm. And then it works. Yes. And that's how you do it. And the problem is, is these other properties like WB and everything they're trying to like the, the, the stuff with um, like Wonder Woman, a perfect example of that is her turning the plane invisible in WW 84 that they were trying. They they did not have a setup for that. Mm -hmm. And they just had her turn invisible as kind of like a, Hey, look, everybody, we did it. Uh, uh, uh." Right. Right. it came across as very like, wow, that was an ass pull. Like, yeah. That just came out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people had more yeah. issue with um, how is that plane fueled up and ready to go? Like it's in the, <laughs> it's in the Smithsonian, you know, it's Smithsonian and like they have it gassed up and ready to go. Okay. Well, and the fact that you know how to fly it, you know, like if that, yeah, see, that's, that's yeah, the shortcomings and, and, and of that film. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I liked it. It was a very simple story. I think they could have really utilized it. Kind of had a Spider-Man three vibe when it came to um, Cheetah. You know, it's like she was kind of just thrown in there in a way, and she had that typical yeah. nerd, uh, nerd esque character. Like they do that a lot in these in these movies, where you know the nerd becomes powerful, and yeah. it wasn't as badly done as like mm-hmm. Jamie Fox and The Amazing Spider-Man two. Like he was a total nerd. <laughs> Like Jerry Lewis, Nutty Professor, yeah, yeah, nerd. And that was just, that's just such an old trope. You know, it's like, I think we've moved on from now. Like, let's just, you know, let's write smarter uh, things for our characters. Cheetah didn't even need to be in that movie. Like she shouldn't either. They should have went with one or the other. Absolutely. I mean, they had a great, great cast, but yeah, the script just was kind of, uh, I still bought the film to put in my collection. It's not one I'm like. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'll I'll like watching it, but it's kind of one of those you turn your mind mm-hmm. off, and I I don't want yeah. to do that with these films. Like I, you know, the one, yeah. first Wonder Woman was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so hopefully they can do better with that. Black Widow is finally coming to theaters July 9th. <laughs> this has definitely been it on is. the back burner forever. I mean, sadly, yeah. I've lost interest here and there, and until. They release a trailer again, and like you kind of like, yeah. oh, I forgot about this film. Oh, yeah. This looks great. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I think it was supposed to kick off Phase 4 originally, but because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. WandaVision and the Falcon yeah. the Winter Soldier ended up kicking off Phase 4. So I've, I've heard this is a prequel. I, I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. But I've also heard yeah. like she's not necessarily dead like we think. So I'm like, is this going to be kind of a mashup of, cause it's supposed to launch phase four, right? So you would think yeah. it's gotta be more than a prequel film. Otherwise wouldn't that be like a phase two or three type of, <laughs> you know? Well, it could be that it's, it, it could be one of two things. Yeah. And it could be that it's setting some, even though it's a prequel, it's setting something up. Like Captain Marvel did. Four. Yeah. 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 
But there's another piece too. Now this is, I'll admit this is tinfoil hat. And, <laughs> and my other co-hosts the other day when we, when we watched the, uh, the most recent Loki trailer, they thought I was up in the night, but I don't <laughs> think I was there. If you, it's near the end of the trailer, mm -hmm. if you watch it and you pause it at the right time, there is a scene in a weird, like it almost looks like they're in this gigantic cave, but it has like a, like a, um, um, like an entry, like a built metal entranceway mm -hmm. ramp that's off in the distance. And there are two rocks in the middle of this cave and Loki is sitting on one. And, the, and there is another of a redhead in a black, full black suit. They're both facing away from the camera. Ooh. And it's just a second beat and then it goes away. Wow. And I think that's Black Widow. Wow. Now, granted, Loki is set in a multiverse type situation, right. so it very well could be that this isn't another thing. They thought I was crazy. They were like, no, that's one of the co-stars. Co co that's one of the female co-stars. I looked up the female co-stars. Unless, unless they put on red wigs, that is not <laughs> – they're not – it's not one of them. So I think there might be something in Loki that speaks to this as well. So I'm very anxious to see what happens in the movie and also in Loki. And I also can't wait to see Loki because that looks freaking awesome. Anyway. Right. And I think Loki's coming out June, correct? Yeah. In June. Mm -hmm. So that's before Black Widow. So that's, mm -hmm. that is a definite possibility. That would be something, mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Wow. Loki looks like a trip, though. That looks crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, he's, a, great. he's an anomaly because he's like. He's a different type of Loki, so he could be, I guess, mm -hmm. totally made good, if you will. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that is, it's trippy. That that show looks yeah. really trippy. It 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 does. It yeah. I'm I'm really anxious to see that, and especially the fact they're doing like the the types of things they're doing with him on the plane. Like I won't even go into it if you're not familiar with uh, with the story that they're doing. But oh man, well I've heard uh, it's a it's yeah. a nod to um that one dude who uh, did a heist on uh, the plane, right? What was the dude's name? Yeah. yeah. Do you recall? Uh, D.B. Cooper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Without a paddle. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good film. Check that out. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, yeah. It's all connected, guys. Loki was in Without a Paddle. He was in the woods and you just missed him. <laughs> he was Burt Reynolds, actually. Burt Reynolds was an older Loki. There we go. He created fan fiction. Yeah. See, there we go. Yeah, whether whether it's good or bad, we created fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this <laughs> Black Widow's got a $200 million budget to it and mm -hmm. uh yeah more mc films mcu films are coming this year which i was surprised i thought maybe just it would be black widow and the tv shows of course or the disney plus shows excuse me um mm -hmm. but it looks like we're getting shang chi the legend of 10 rings that's coming september 3rd the eternals november 5th and spider-man no way home december 17th when's uh do we know when um uh, multiverse of madness is coming out is that next year Yes, I'm pretty certain okay. it's 2020 or 2022, and I think oh. February's in my head for some reason, so it might be February. Huh. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's it it will be coming. That should be a that should be a trip. I mean, Sam Raimi, if Sam Raimi brings really his his old self to the show, I think he will. You know, he just yeah, that's such an opportunity. He's he's so quirky. Like that world would be perfect for him, and that's yeah. also possibly why or how. I don't know if it's, it hasn't been confirmed, but they're getting Spider-Man, uh, Tobey Maguire to be in it. Maybe <clears throat> like they're going to explore the oh, multiverse thing. That's a rumor, yeah. but I can see that as a possibility. He, he kind of knows them and, uh, I'm sure yeah. they, they would do a favor. So, um, yeah, that would be pretty damn cool. But yeah, Black Widow, like other, 
uh, high profile Disney movies will be premiering on Disney Plus under Premier Access, which costs 30 bucks to see it. Uh, you probably get 24 hours, so you could just watch the hell out of it, or you can go see it in the mm-hmm. theater. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have not been in the theater since the pandemic. Um, I went out to mm-hmm. eat once, so I could see myself being comfortable going to a movie. Probably, I don't know if I'd, I would eat. I'd probably have my mask on the whole time. <laughs> but <laughs> this Black Widow might bring me back to the theater. I'm not sure. But otherwise, I'll have to pay 30 bucks, um, And I probably mm-hmm. will. I didn't pay 30 for the other movies because I just didn't have a big interest to yeah. pay that much, you know? Um, what, yeah. What say you? I'm torn. I'm probably not going to do the movie theater yeah. myself either. Um, I don't know if I might pay the 30 for Black yeah. Widow. That's that's one of the few because I, I didn't for the the other two that they've done that for. I think they've done it for two other movies. Mulan and uh, uh, whatever that yeah. new one is. Yeah, I'm just not Raya. interested. Yeah, even though Raya it's Raya. cheaper than taking the kids to the theater. It's like uh, that's a yeah. lot. But a Marvel film. Well, yeah, I'd probably pay 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Marvel film, yeah, I probably will. The the Mulan, there was there was problematic stuff going yes. on with that, so yep, I was like, hey, I'm not even bothering. And um, and then also the with Ray of the Last Dragon, like, I, I, I was I wasn't very interested. I've heard good things, but yeah. I just not enough to pay thirty bucks for. I can wait. Like, right, that's something I totally can wait for. Well, at least with Mulan, um, it was it was it existed before, right? So you have you yeah. were familiar with it. This other one, I don't think I think it's completely a brand new concept. Or a new character. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's a real gamble for me to pay 30 bucks to see this film, you know. Well, I, and, that, and the way I look at it is that, like, to me, it's no different than when, um, oh, what was that? The um, Moana, when Moana came out. Now, I love Moana. My my family loves Moana. My children love mm-hmm. Moana. But we didn't go to see it in the theater. We just waited for it to come out. We were able to wait because, mm-hmm. you know. Like and and it had Lin Manuel Miranda associated with it, and we love him. Yeah. Um. But we still could wait, and so to me, it's no different. It's like we can like we might end up loving Ray and the Last Dragon, but right. We we're we're good. Did you, <laughs> you did know? you buy Moana or did you rent it when it came out? Um. We we didn't. We just waited till it came on streaming. Oh, of course, it, of course. Duh. Yeah, and it, and, it, <laughs> and it became and it has gone into rotation very quickly. Sure. Um, so, yeah, was, but we were able to just wait for it. I think we did get the like, I think we just started listening. What tied what 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 held us over was uh, was listening to the uh, soundtrack on Spotify. So, oh, you know? there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that's very helpful. Yeah. Black Widow. Uh, I will probably pay 30 to see it. It looks good. I really hope it's successful. They should have made that film a long time ago. Maybe they have yeah. a, a good way of introducing her now. It's just, um, I've heard uh, Robert Downey Jr. will be in it because it's a prequel film. It takes place, I think, during the blip. Um, and mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain that's when it takes place. But I mm-hmm. like the cast, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it, uh, finally. Awesome. So yeah, July 9th, everyone. Check that out. Maybe uh, split it with a friend if you can. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, yeah. you get it for you get it for twenty four hours, so you could watch yeah. the hell out of it, and it's just worth the money that way. It's probably around like ten watchings. I think that's, that's yeah thirty bucks. You could do that. Just nonstop <laughs> yeah. it, right? Just memorize the whole yeah. movie. Get a camcorder. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. No. Uh, <laughs> some people are like, what, "What's a camcorder?" I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, they're like a what? You mean a phone? <laughs> yeah, a phone. Yeah, yeah. Moving into TV news, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, they announced this a long time ago, and I was, of course, interested the whole time. This is great. I cannot believe this cast they have announced officially. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you got 
Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen. Now you got Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen. He's returning. Uh, Camille Nanjiani, who's going to be in the internals. He was also in, um, oh gosh, what is that show? He made him, it made him popular. Um, Mike Judge show. It's Silicon Valley. Yes. Silicon Valley. I knew I had like a computer type Mm -hmm. of reference to the name, but yeah, he, that made him famous. And then of course he got into mad shape for Eternals. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the photo, Mm -hmm. but I thought that was Photoshopped. Uh Dude, he got jacked, like Thor jacked, Chris Pratt jacked. Like it's insane. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Well, they put him on the Marvel diet. Shit. I want to be on that diet. They, they pay me to do that. (laughs) Like sweet. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's he's a part of this show. O'Shea Jackson Jr., who's Ice Cube's son. He's a great actor. Uh-huh. And you got uh, Sung Kang, who was Han from the Fra- Fast and Furious franchise. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bonnie Peace, who plays Aunt Beru. So same actress from the, the movie. So they really reached mm-hmm. back and put these people in this, in this show. Yeah, what are your thoughts about this? Well, I'm... Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like, you know, I'm it, it's hard because like with, with with this, like we know the we're not quite sure what characters most of them like Joel Egerton, we're we know who he's going to play. Yeah. But um, but, you know, and, and Bonnie, the ace was, as Beirut. But so so like these others, like I'm really excited to see these folks in it. I'm I and and, you know, it, it's kind of like trying to speculate on characters in the Mandalorian, like other than a few, it's going to be hard to pick, but the biggest one for me is Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Like, like, okay. And I have a theory, like, I think I know what they're, how they're going to handle that. Sure. Like a lot of people are like, well, you know, this is post, this is, this is post barbecue, you know, he's going to, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah, he's, he's in the full Vader thing, you know, and we've heard him as, uh, James Earl Jones voice. Yes. But I think I think they're going to do like I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of scenes with the mask off and of him, you know, and it being him and him, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. I, like that. I I, oof, I can't wait. Like, I really I really can't wait to see this. Like, I love Owen McGregor. Like, I've been a fan of him since Moulin Rouge, like just and. Oh God, I just can't wait to see this show. And yeah. I really hope it's, it's at least a fraction of good as Mandalorian, because if it's like half as good as Mandalorian, then it's going to be an amazing show. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah. It's labeled as a special event series. So I think it's kind of a one and done. Maybe if it's popular yeah. enough, it'll come back, but I'm sure it'll mm. still set up characters that can cross over to other shows and movies. Mm. The biggest thing it, it does change uh, is the um, notion that Obi-Wan just hung out in caves, right? From the first Star Wars film. Yeah. So yeah, it does yeah. put a little more uh, story there, which I'm sure they'll be able to write it up so it kind of flows into itself very well and possibly helps uh explain the narrative obi-wan uses for darth vader you know how his father Mm -hmm. was killed by him you know like that kind of didn't make sense once they revealed you know he's the same person Mm -hmm. like that's kind of odd but yeah Yeah. that'll be super interesting because he needs that darth vader needs the breathing apparatus so yeah will there be a lot of scenes maybe of vader in his chamber like in empire you know, you see yeah. Aiden talking to people and you, they tease that in uh, Rogue One, although it, that wasn't Hayden. But, you know, when he was in that that um, that device preserving him, yeah. if you will, or whatever, um, his spa, if you will. And then, you know, he came out uh, guns blazing or uh, lightsaber blazing, let's say. 
yeah, it's going to be super interesting because Obi-Wan never got to, hasn't seen Darth Vader realized yet. He just knows that. Mm-hmm. Well, to his knowledge, he killed him. He killed, he killed Anakin. So I don't think in the yeah. prequel film, he never knew anything else after that. I, I think, I think Obi-Wan knows that, that, Anakin is Vader because I think with the whole force thing, right. You know, he gets near me. He's like, okay, I think, and I, and I know this has kind of been the, the, um, the line. And I, and I have a feeling this is the way they're going to go. And I wouldn't even be, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a line in the show to kind of put it to bed, which is Obi-Wan said that Vader killed Luke's father. Yes. But he meant like what he meant was, that Vader, like it, it's more of a metaphorical. Like, yeah, he like, killed the good. Like Anakin no longer exists. Yes, and the anger that, that the anger that took control was Vader, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so, he'll. I think he'll know that through the Force, but then mm-hmm. they still have to have that meeting, right? Like he has to yeah. probably see Vader because otherwise he's like he's more machine now than man. How does he know that unless they meet? You could say the Force, but you know, with his show, they're going to meet. They have to meet and yeah. people are going to want yeah. to see him in the same room. So my guess mm-hmm. is maybe he'll he will uh, damage him enough that the mask does come off maybe. And then that's how you get to see them. Otherwise, he can't yeah. he can't take that mask off like Iron Man. <laughs> he won't be able to breathe. Yeah. So it'd be really well, well yeah. maybe they capture Obi-Wan and that's how they, they talk. But it's going to be super interesting mm-hmm. how they do that. You know, um, I wish um, when they did the Darth Vader Run, I, w- I wish it would have been a gradual change. Like he became Vader yeah. before the mask and then Obi-Wan and him got into battle and he got further and further damaged. And then and then you could have been mm-hmm. like, well, in this show, they'll have another encounter and he'll get damaged even more. And then that's when that line comes and he's more machine now than man. But obviously we can't change that past. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. They're going to have to probably retcon a few things to make it make it you know make sense yeah. of it. But I am uh, totally intrigued by it. Um, that that's what I think. I think I think that they're probably they're probably going to because it's really like we're talking about one scene in episode three. Like that that really yes. is is what we're are like like not arguing like we're not arguing but the fandom <laughs> is arguing yeah. about. Um, it's, it's one scene in episode three. So like, this is, this is literally on the same level as Luke and Leia kissing. Like, this is just essentially like, yeah, the scene happened. Let's pretend it didn't. Yes. Um, Yes. Yes. And you know, like, so I have a feeling that they'll probably do something like the, either the mask doesn't exist right off and, and he's, and he's Vader and, and really the only damage he had was like limbs. Yes. You know? Um, and then, and then as time goes on, he either deteriorates through fighting or just through generally existing, yeah. you know, um, uh, or, or the, or they, or they'll do a thing where like the mask does exist early on, but it doesn't need like the respirator isn't neat. Right. The respirator works early or something like they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll come up with something to make it work. Cause like I said, it's, it's, it's on par with the Luke and Leia kissing. It's, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's basically like the one scene that they're like, we just pretend it doesn't happen. You know, that's right. Kinda, if you take that scene out, you could totally just bring this on, you know, gradually like that look gradually gets to yeah. the, what we know. But it would be cool if if, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's like, who is this mysterious character? You know, I, I feel like I know him or something. And then he's like, oh, my God, it's mm-hmm. Anakin. And then they have their encounter. Maybe Anakin's like, where's my kids? You know, and. He's just like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you, blah, blah, blah. It, I don't know. They could go so many different 
different directions. I I'm sure they'll do a great job. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, because people are going to want to see him in the same scene. You know, I don't think they're going to like him oh, yeah. being separated. So I'm sure they're going to make that happen some way. And I'm sure it'll be a buildup, right? It'll probably be like, I'm not sure how many episodes, but watch it be like the second to last episode where we finally see them. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's going to have cliffhangers yeah. that are just going to drive you nuts. Oh, yeah. This is a great cast. I'm super excited for this. And uh, yeah, um, Me too. McGregor's already got his beard going. So, I mean, that's what's yeah. awesome about his character is like he is allowed to grow old and tell mm-hmm. still be in canon with storytelling. He just looks more like, you yeah. know, Alec Guinness age now. Although he, you know, he doesn't, mm-hmm. he's very fit and stuff, but it's going to yeah. be super cool. And they've talked about Liam Neeson coming by. Who knows? I mean, you could. Yeah. The whole force ghost thing. How, I want them oh. to explore that better. And maybe they've done it in novelizations, but yeah, you know, there's some things in Star Wars is just like, they haven't quite, they've been very vague about, you know, like, yeah. why can't these force ghosts, you know, like Yoda's force ghost, <laughs> uh caught a tree on fire like why can't they come back and do that with people (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like uh just like to know more about that but yeah these shows i think help expand that and have a better understanding so uh they're good filler and you can totally Mm -hmm. build off of them so i'm super excited well and frankly i think i think this is at least for the foreseeable future this is where the the star wars bread and butter is going to be yes is going to be in in the television shows because they like for some reason at this point similarly as warner brothers they in terms of the movies Mm -hmm. are having a hard time keeping their crap together and Mm -hmm. they they can't keep people the, the 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 creative vision in the same like on the same page. Right. And I think that's why the movies faltered the way they did. Absolutely. Um, where with the television shows, you've got Filoni and you've got Favreau mm-hmm. and like Favreau and, and it's, and it's like the perfect meld. It's almost like put them together and you get Feige, <laughs> but like you get a Megazord, <laughs> but you've got like, but yeah, like you've got Filoni. Like, I don't know if you've watched on Disney plus those, um, the Galleria, uh, documentaries. Yes. yes. Loved it. Yeah. Like Filoni, like he is probably the biggest Star Wars nerd in all of history. Mm-hmm. Like that man could talk for hours about yes. Star Wars and its history and what everything means and the connection. Like I, he he goes on a he goes on a tear in the first season, Galleria one that actually made me appreciate the prequels. Like it made me go, yes, oh these okay, the server purpose that yes. isn't complete trash, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, like he, he knows his shit. And then you've got Favreau who knows how to make good content. He right. He kind of grounds good... Filoni in a way like Filoni's exactly. a, he's a big fanboy, but of course he's also very creative and he's able to uh, harness, uh, you know, these characters. But I think, yeah, Favreau comes in and kind of grounds it a little bit more, makes it more like, I guess, um, mainstream for everyone to kind of enjoy these like i love favreau's direction mm-hmm. like and favreau did help build the marvel universe too i mean obviously feige had yeah. a lot to do with it but that first iron man it was all on that film and favreau yep. i remember seeing the documentary of iron man he was on ilm the whole time he did not want anything mm-hmm. to look fake and that armor yeah. sold the movie you know if that yep. that was clunky or anything you were gonna be like i don't buy this but yeah, mm-hmm. I just it's just like um, these these shows they do, you know, mm-hmm. pristine special effects. I'd say, yeah, um, just excellent, excellent, and you get to see yeah. 
you get to see some old toys come alive, right? You've never seen mm-hmm. in films before, like the last season of Mandalorian, you know, with that um, that transporter vehicle. I'm drawing a blank, but, man, that was so fun to see in action and the weaponry. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this is going to be this is gonna be cool. It's, gonna be like, it's like a toy box, but it's going to be written very well. Yeah. And, yeah, I think everyone's going to dig it a lot. So I, I'm super excited. I'm, I'll, I'll be there for sure. Um, and I do like, you know, I like binging shows. But I am happy these new shows are not binge, you know, bingeable because it's water cooler yeah. talk, right? The whole week you were yeah. speculating on things and, you know, it's in the conversation. And all you got to do is watch one episode and you're caught up. You know, you don't have to worry about people yeah. like, ah, this is how it ends. Of course, you'll you have. Yeah, exactly. Like before, you know, once the last show is released, not everyone's going to, you know, because everyone, everyone's had their own idea, right? And, of course, that's always going to be disappointing to that person. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, the last episode, like, oh, I didn't like it that much. But, hey, I mean, that's that's the way it is. I think in those cases, I think, uh, you know, just watching them all through, it's more helpful. But I think for everybody this week by week, it gives you something to look forward to. It's like Man- mm-hmm. Mandalorian Fridays, you know. Yeah, I, I exactly. Just, yeah, it's just like it's, it's a nice um, homage to the way things were before. So, yeah, I dig it mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm very excited. Let's close out the show with some recommendations. Yes. If you want to go first, go right ahead. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend a comic book. So as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of Magic the Gathering. Well, it just so happens that this week, uh, Boom Studios released Magic. Um, I nice. don't know. I don't know if it has um, a subtitle. I think it's just Magic is what it's called. And it's essentially a story... About magic gathering. It starts off in this is going to make sense to magic fans. It starts off on Radica um, in the just post War of the Sparks storyline, um, and so those of you who are magic fans know what that meant. Those of you who don't, it's a good place to start a story. I'll just say that. Sure. Um, and uh, I read the first issue, uh, and I actually really liked it. The art was really good. Um, I really enjoyed the art. The story was interesting. Dialogue could have used like it's not the best dialogue in the world, but you know it's it's better than something you get on the CW. So sure. um, so I'm enjoying it, <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, so I highly recommend you check it out. Um, it like I said, it released this past Wednesday, so you're probably able to get it. There's a ton of variant covers. Don't worry about any of that noise. Just get whatever copy you can get of that isn't expensive. Sure. And um, and then uh, yeah, and it's uh, so yeah, I think it's monthly. Um, for the next, I think this is a six series, six issue series. They're just going to try to see how it works and then go from there. And yeah, so that's what my, that's my recommendation. Sweet. So that's based off the magic, the gathering world. Is it like, uh, a new story or is it, is it, or I mean, like, is it a, um, a present story or does it kind of, uh, dip into like the canon already of, it's it's dipping into the existing canon okay. and the um uh but well well i should say uh, it's continuing the existing canon um, oh, okay about, sweet yeah about a year ago um maybe it's maybe it was two years ago time what is time um <laughs> they had they had a thing called because i'll try not to get too nerdy no you're fine um, you're at the right place so <laughs> every um they they release i think it's three sets a year um, and then in addition to what's known as a core set, core set is kind of like the, you know, to it's, it's the set to balance out all mm-hmm. the other sets. Like they release cards to make the other sets 
not be as overpowered or underpowered, so so on and so forth. And each set is usually set on a particular world. And they've done like dinosaur, uh, pirate, vampire world. Like, you know, they've done all kind of crazy stuff. They recently did like a monster kaiju world. But because the whole idea of Magic the Gathering is there's different planes, different worlds, they call them planes. Sure. And there are these characters called planeswalkers, planeswalkers that can move between the worlds. They essentially can teleport between the two worlds. And they had a the, this huge event where they were on this plane. Like, typically, each set is on a different plane. Well, for an entire year, we were on the plane of Ravnica, which is essentially... It's essentially Magic's ver- version of Coruscant. It's a it's a it's a plane that is a city. It is a wow. the, the entire plane is a city, and the city has different guilds in the city that that kind of the and the power of the world is balanced between the guilds. Well, there's this really big bad character named Nicol Bolas, and he had this big great grand scheme that essentially would kill all the planeswalkers and make him a god. This is the kind of level of bad guy he is. Right. Well, they had a set called War of the Spark. That's when it happened. The There was a big planeswalker battle on Ravnica. And then Nicol Bolas is defeated. The you know characters kind of are now rebuilding at this point. Now, in in the game canon, we've moved on. It's been a year ago. We've moved on. The, the stories have been kind of pumping out. But this comic is kind of revisiting what's happening on Ravnica just post War of the Spark. Oh, cool. Uh, which is, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um, I really like it because it's it's focusing on a couple of characters I, I, I enjoy. It was a, it was actually a shame because when, when War of the Spark happened, they were shifting up their creative department and they were trying to put all of the story to happen in novels that they would actually sell. And unfortunately, they did it horribly. Like oh, the novels no. were not good at all like the first one was okay like it was and it was war of the spark it was the actual story of the battle sure but but then they had a second one which was like the immediate aftermath that was i won't say anymore because (laughs) i don't want to be mean um there actually was a there's actually a chapter that starts where the narrator the omniscient narrator says such and such character was in her study and the character says of course i'm in my study it's my study (laughs) what (laughs) the character broke the fourth wall because the editor couldn't be buggered to read it anyway so oh my god that's the level of bad we're talking about this was an actual published novel okay yeah it it was bad so that was unfortunate this is trying to correct it (laughs) right with images right or i guess the novel probably had images too or no, the no- it was a straight novel. Okay, was, gotcha. Typically, magic story was done via via a novel, um, okay. but this is a comic book. They're trying to go through a comic book this sure. time, and so far, so good. So, so it's kind of like, it out. does it forget the novels the then, or is it honor the novels? It kind of it honors it's honoring it thus far. Like I think I think what they're I, I think the plan is they're going to basically be like. The major story beats happened, but the nitty gritty details we may get fuzzy with, but we're kind of not sure yet. Like we're, you know, <laughs> right. um, like the characters who died, died. The characters who survived, survived. And then, you know, we we kind of pretend like the other non-medium level stuff didn't happen. I think that's kind of how they're handling it at this point. Makes sense. Um, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a bad time, oh unfortunately. Yikes. Um, well, at least they're course correcting. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, the game, the, the set was great. The cards and that like that sure. set was a lot of fun. That, that was a lot of fun to play during War, War of the Spark. But 
not not read. Not oh read. boy, not very good for reading. Oh boy. Well, at least we got yeah. the comic. That's that's great. That's great. I hope that's yeah. hope that's successful for them, so they can they can do more. Yeah, me too. That's great. I'd like to recommend. I think Nathan's on the same page here. I'm pretty sure. I have a feeling. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yes. Wow. This show is. Uh, what are we? Uh, are we five episodes in? Is that right? No, I'm sorry. We're four. Uh, four. four. This we have the fourth. Two left. I know. I was getting. Yeah. I was panicking because I thought we had nine of these. Like uh, I think Wanda Vision was nine. So I was like, really? Mm, we only have okay. six? Like, ah. But man, mm. this one just. Uh, we won't get into spoilers quite yet, but we will be, so I will warn you. But overall, yeah. love the show. It's great. It's definitely mm-hmm. darker tone than WandaVision. I could watch WandaVision yeah. with my kids. This one, I, I no, I'm not going to. I just don't think, uh, honestly, I think they'd be bored mostly. But that's that's not like a mm-hmm. criticism. Uh, I, I dig it because oh. it's building up a lot of story and it's, you know, it's playing with a lot of um you know, archetypes that uh, we've seen before in other other um, formats. But yeah, these characters are great. Uh, obviously, from the trailer, mm-hmm. you know there's a new Captain America. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, played by Wyatt Russell, great actor, mm-hmm. son of uh, Kurt Russell and Gold- Goldie Hawn. So, no, I did not know that. Yeah, no, it's because I don't pay attention. But. He looks like his dad, <laughs> but he doesn't sound like his dad. So he's, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think no, no, he does not. No, um, yeah, Kurt Russell as Captain America would have been pretty badass. I think probably yeah, never would have accepted it, but. Yeah, he would have had to cut his hair. Yeah. And that hair is just too luxurious. Oh, it is, right? Right? It's not a mess mm-hmm. at all. It's like, that's just perfect. That's, that's the way it should yeah. be. Um, He's one of the few men on the planet that probably could have pulled off a mullet. Had, did, did. I think he yeah. did pull off a mullet. Yeah, a he kind of still movies. does. Great yeah. facial hair, too. Top notch. Top notch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh, hell, yeah. he was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So both him and his yeah, son yeah. are in this world. So this is... Oh, yeah. yeah. Big that's treat. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, he's the new Captain America and... Uh, yeah, we get to, you know, see more of the characters uh, played by Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Great, great show. Mm. If you're not watching it, you need to check it out. And uh, if you haven't Definitely. seen it already, luckily you can binge a lot of them. You won't be starving for more like we are every week because the cliffhangers <laughs> can be painful. You know, when they, when they roll to black, yeah. and it's like, oh, got yeah. to be kidding me. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, like I said, great expansion of the characters we know. And, you know, new characters as well. Fantastic action. It, you know, it looks mm-hmm. like a, a movie. It's it's just yeah. great. So with that said, we will uh, get into spoilers real quick here. And then we'll, uh, yes, we will be done. But uh, for now, anyway, I don't know where to start. I like how the, uh, how Sam gave up the shield because yeah, you, mm-hmm. you did feel it was realistic. Like the pressure to mm-hmm. take on that mantle. And it seemed like he was getting pressure from the Smithsonian as well. And the government, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was really cool. Like, he turned that over, and Bucky, of course, was pissed off. Because I think Bucky, you know, he was like, well, if you're not the right guy for it, then, I, you know, why wasn't it me? You know, because in the comics, yeah. Yeah, Bucky is the next Captain America. And it wasn't until yeah. recently they, they changed it to uh, Sam. That was disheartening, that first episode at the end, when they have a new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Sam's watching yeah. it, and so is Bucky. And it's like, dude, you got played, man. They, they totally... Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, well, they even like, I, I think with Bucky, it's more because they touched on it in the second episode. It was more, it's not so much that, that I think Bucky wanted to be Captain America himself. Cause I think I, I, I don't think Bucky wants it either. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was more, cause I, he even says it in the, in the, in the uh, therapy session, which was like an amazing scene. Cause not only was it hilarious, it was also very poignant. Yes. Um, 
there was a scene where he ba- like he said he has a line where he basically says if if Steve was wrong about you then that mean that and, and that you were were uh, uh, a worthy to be saved then that means that he might have been that, that that means that he was wrong about me yes meaning that that Bucky wasn't worthy to be saved and and that was very like wow that was mm. but, yeah but I really like how they're because they're also playing um they're they're also playing in a space that is that a lot of places would be afraid to play in and that's the fact that like a, a lot of the reason why Sam they're hinting heavily that a lot of the reason why Sam didn't want to take it is because he did not at least on some level does not feel that America would accept the black Captain America right and then they and then they also throw that in with the Isaiah yes character and it's just like wow they they are shying away from spaces that a lot of other yes. shows would have been like we ain't touching that with a 10 foot pole <laughs> you know right yeah and we want to keep like, it we're happy go lucky yeah know? we all love each other <laughs> yeah it's shit's creek yeah exactly where <laughs> yeah like yeah like but, but like they even like do like in, in like right after they meet Isaiah, they do like a random cop. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, whoa. Right. Like they're just not like they're not pulling any punches. They're just like, yeah, no, this is this is where we're at. Now they've gotten away from it a little bit in in episodes three and four. They're now they've gone more into the story mm, now. Yes. But I'm going to be interested because this shit's going to come back in the next couple episodes. And I'm going to be interested to see how it goes. I would love to see a flashback with uh, Isaiah and Bucky, maybe mm-hmm. like that's yeah. really cool. Like, yeah, that was uh, I think he might have been his character might have been created in the uh, the 80s. Maybe I could be wrong or maybe it was more recently. Uh, I do like that. It aspect, was, more recent. It was, was in, it? Yeah, it, it was in around 2003, 2002. Oh, they came okay. out with uh, the came out with the book truth. And it essentially was about how. Yeah, you're you're talking to a, to a, to a MC like a, a comic nerd. I'm happy to, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it came out it came out in like 2002 2003. It was essentially about how it was revealed in that comic that the government continued experimenting with the super soldier serum, and they were experimenting on Tuskegee. Uh, at Tuskegee on um, African American soldiers, and Isaiah was the only one to survive. And oh, and how right. they yeah, yeah 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 and they essentially oh. used him as a mercenary and and he wore the Captain America getup but he was not advertised back home they didn't talk about it and then when he came back he was essentially put in jail and experimented on for years and because they wanted to try to recreate they wanted right. to try to see you know and so Isaiah understandably is like pissed. Um, and, and Sam is essentially looking at that and going, yeah, hmm, maybe I made the right choice, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, I hope they explore more of that. That would be something Mm -hmm. pretty damn cool. And that is very unfortunate, but yeah, that would, uh, definitely help Sam make his decision. I would hope like I, that's what my Mm -hmm. prediction is at the end of the show. Sam will take up the mantle. He will do it and yeah. he'll do it. He'll yeah. do it for himself. And he'll do it for Isaiah. And of course, Steve, cause that's mm-hmm. what Steve wanted. And, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be really interesting how, um, the whole super soldier program, right? It's like Captain America should mm-hmm. have those abilities. So that's the other question. Obviously mm-hmm. they're pursuing, 
Flag Smashers. Yes, yes. So yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. pursuing them, and of course, uh, you know, from this recent episode, because uh, you know John Walker, he he he's trying to be all he can be as you know yeah. Steve Rogers like, but he doesn't have the superhuman strength or any of that. So yeah, mm-hmm. the Flag Smashers have this um, serum, and uh, yeah, he had an opportunity because uh, well. I guess back up a little bit, uh, Baron Zemo, man, that's a awesome character. They've been able to, uh, expand upon. I love, um, I love how he was wealthy, but then after Sokovia was destroyed, you know, he lost that wealth. And I mean, that's how I'm taking it. Uh, his, his planes and stuff look dated to me. So I wonder Mm -hmm. if that's, unless I'm just, you know, reading wrong, reading it wrong. Well, I think I think I think it's probably that I don't think he lost the wealth. I think the wealth was just there. It's just he wasn't there to make sure it was being updated. Like sure. I think that's why they were like that's why they like hinted like his butler looked like his but his butler looked like he was like ninety years yes. old because he's been sitting there forever waiting <laughs> right. for you know him to come back. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of what they're implying is yeah. that you know he's he's still ridiculously wealthy, but he just he just hasn't been using what. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all towards probably defeating the the superhumans, if you will, the Avengers. Like he he doesn't like any of those people because he know he knows that they. Yeah. um, John Walker is a perfect example of that, which he helps Mm -hmm. create in a way because yeah, he uh, the flags the leader of the flag smashers has the the vials of super soldier serum, and (laughs) Baron Zemo just goes in and starts shooting her uh, when he has the opportunity. Like he he does not. I mean, he killed the he killed the lab dude who made the serum. And they did. Mm-hmm. It was nice how they said, "Well, I was able to uh, redo the serum a little, a little bit, so it, it didn't rely on um, on bulky muscles. So it definitely explains like the average joke, and you know, they don't have to worry about special effects, right? Like making John Walker bigger, yeah. or this girl, yeah. or any of her her groups, group members. I think even Baron Zemo had a. It almost looked like because he, I think he picked up one of the vials, didn't he? And it looked like he might have. Yeah been thinking about like hmm you know he's tempted but then he drops it mm. and starts breaking all of them of course there's yeah they stop him one vial left john walker comes in and grabs it uh did mm-hmm. did you know uh right when he did that uh did you suspect for sure he was going to take it or i mean i know oh, they yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah especially when he puts it in his pocket yeah. but when, when he's talking to his friend though it's like you know um did he already take it then or was he uh because he's just trying to get his answer still, if he should. I think I think at that point he was he was still deciding. I think that's the whole reason why he asked his friend the question. Like I think he, right. um, a Battlestar. Um, uh, uh, what was his name? Lamar. Was it? Yeah, Lamar. Yeah. Um, he basically. I think that's why he asked the question because he was debating. He was like, "Really? Should I take this? Should I think?" I knew he was going to take it because because I I knew about in the comics. Like, yeah, of course. Um, and I and you know and again we're in spoilers. So I, I was surprised they killed Lamar. Yeah, um, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, because that, because in the comics he gets it too and he becomes Battlestar. But I think and and I think this goes into an example of Kevin Feige knowing when knowing how to translate the comics to movies. Mm-hmm. He knows that yes, that happened in the comics. But it doesn't have to happen in the movies, and maybe, and maybe they'll keep it in their back pocket and do like a Winter Soldier thing. But I think that he knew it would be too much of a story muddle to try to keep him alive. We need to give John Walker a reason to essentially go crazy, you know, um, Homelander on, <laughs> yeah, 
that guy. Yes. Um, and and so the and so the and what's what's a better way than killing his his partner? Um, so it made sense from a story perspective. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that he had already taken it, I'm kind of glad they kind of just went to that and just had it be like a reveal in that fight scene. Right. Because. I think it would have been I think it just would have been too much having him go through like the whole like and you're screaming and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like they took a chance on that, didn't they? Like, hey, I'll see you in the morning. Like what happened after he took it? Like, (laughs) Did anything, you know, did he strap himself to the bed or what? Well, and and it's funny, too, because I really like how they're sticking with this theme. And again, this is a theme from a movie that came out like how long ago? Almost 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um excuse me the the like they're they're still talking about this theme about about like what and what erskine was saying was that the serum amplifies the person so yes. it makes good great and it makes bad worse and and it was i was talking to ethan about this and ethan mentioned he mentioned something i didn't think about was there's a scene earlier in the series where sam offhand either sam or bucky one of the two offhandedly says to him have you ever jumped on a grenade and it was it, it was hinting to the scene in Captain America yeah. when Tommy Lee Jones chucks a grenade out and everybody else runs. But Steve Rogers, skinny little dude, mm-hmm. jumps on it and he's like, go away, go away, get away. You know, he sacrifices himself. Right. Right. Thanks. He does. <laughs> um, but he so so they they say they say that. And but what John Walker says, he goes, yeah, three. Actually, it's it's a helmet thing. It, it, it's a whole thing. I won't get into it. But that offhanded comment does a couple of things. One, it lets you know. Steve never would have said that. Steve would have ignored the comments. Steve would, you know, John John Walker was like, well, yes, actually, I have. Aren't I awesome? You're right. Then it also reveals, but also it's a trick because I use my helmet, which makes it that I don't die, which means the stakes aren't as high, so it doesn't really matter as much. Right. So with that one little line, it basically says this guy who you think this is, is an amazing guy actually is a little bit of a drama queen and – and probably shouldn't be Captain America at all. Right. You know, he has, yeah, he's got PTSD issues. They even refer to that when mm-hmm. they're, when he's talking to Lamar before he takes the serum, supposedly, you know, mm-hmm. about, you know, the things they've seen and all that. So, yeah, you already know that's just bubbling up to the surface. And yeah, then the serum comes into play and then Lamar mm-hmm. dies. And then, yeah, he goes ape shit. And like yeah. we were talking before we started recording, you know, that, that scene where John Walker beats the hell out of that uh, flag smasher dude with the shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, it It is an homage to Steve and Tony's fight. Remember when um, mm-hmm. Civil War, you think Steve's going to go for Tony's head, but he goes for the mm-hmm. arc reactor. Kind of the same yeah. same targeting John Walker did. He went, for the, he went to the chest from the looks of it. Yeah. But they did a great thing in not showing you, which is, I think, worse uh, yeah. You can see the people's reactions, and they're filming him, yeah. and it's just repeatedly jamming that shield down into the guy. And then, yeah, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, yeah, that shot. You know, it's like the tainted image of Captain America, where he gets he gets up, has that pose, and there's this bunch of blood on the shield, and yeah. everyone's just horrified. So, it, yeah. Uh, and of course, I think that's when we go to black. <laughs> yep. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're just seeing all those reaction shots, and I'm I'm gonna be very interested to see, because like that's you know because in this world it's basically like it's it's out. This yeah. is on the internet now. This is you know Captain America just killed a guy seemingly in cold blood, 
Like, how is that going to play? Like, is the United States government going to say, OK, yeah, no, uh, kidding. He's not Captain America. He's a rogue agent. You know, like, what What are they going to do? That wasn't him. You know? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, wasn't him. You know, um, like this is because we're, we're about to hit the penultimate episode, which is going to have some shit happen. Yes. Oh, man, I can't wait. I just can't wait for Friday. It's going to be fun. Oh, I know. I mean, you already had Bucky wanting to steal the shield back. And Sam was just like, no, 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 no. But this, I think, yeah. will get them both on the first page. And from mm-hmm. from previews, we know they will get their hands on the shield because there's scenes of them like throwing it and stuff. But I don't know which episode that'll be. But that's the other question, though. It's like, can Sam be Captain America without the super soldier serum? You know, like, I mean, he mm-hmm. probably can because he has he also has the Falcon gear. You know, I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. still keep that somehow. I don't know where the hell he'll put the mm-hmm. shield at. That would be interesting. But uh, <laughs> it just this goes to show you like because, yeah, he was even asked if he was offered it. And he's like, no, I wasn't offered it. And it seems like it's all gone now because John Walker took the last vial, which, you know, it's Marvel. They could produce there's another bad oh, yeah. scientist in another bunker somewhere, probably doing some more formula. But, yeah, it just goes. It, it's fascinating to know. I'm sure he'll never take it. I don't know if he has taken it in the comics. Do you do you know if Sam has that? Uh, I can't speak to. OK, I know he's been Captain America in the comics. Yes. Before. I just um, didn't know if that was the requirement. Like you have to be a super soldier, yeah. you know, as well. I, I think. I think they'll probably I'm I'm sure he'll have it by the end and he'll but he'll have the mantle, not the serum. Right. I don't think because um, I think that would be a major character bleh, yeah. if they had him when Zemo said unless they give it to him where he's unwilling, like unless he gets it in a way that he was not will a willing participant in it. And I don't think they'll do that. Um, I I think it'll it'll be like a he'll he, he'll be. He'll be given Captain America. It'll be like what they were going to do with John Walker and just basically have it be where he has the Falcon gear just repainted. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, um, maybe a helmet. He's Captain that'd America. be badass. Yeah. That, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I will say John Walker looks like such a tool with that helmet on. Yes. Like I really want Bucky just to say, can you just take that helmet off, please? You look like such a schmuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like for your sure. chin and nose just do not work. Like right. it just does not. You know, right. Should have been a different type of helmet. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah. People made fun of that all over the Internet. Um, it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, it just it definitely is like a it's like a Captain America stunt double. Yeah. But, you know, I got yeah, really it is. I got to think like old Captain America. They act like Captain America's dead. See, Rogers is dead, but he didn't necessarily die in an endgame. He's just an old man. Right. Well, yeah. But the, the thing is, is according to the public, he disappeared. So um, because so so really the only people who know he still exists is and still alive. Yeah, um, is is or is essentially the Avengers. And I think I I think we're going to see uh, old Chris Evans. I do, too. I I think I I think in the next two episodes, one of the two episodes is going to have him meeting up with the with uh, Bucky and Sam and chatting with them in some way. That'd be cool. or even, or it might even be like a. It may not even be that. Maybe it'll be over the phone, or maybe it'll be a mm. shot of him and old Harley Atwell watching television. Yeah, you know, right. And seeing all this stuff happen, but I, I think that's going to happen in one of the next episodes. I hope uh, it'd be a fun little thing. Right. I want to see since I mean this is getting off topic, but since Rogers went back, I would love to see an aging Captain America like dropped in the seventies mm. or something. You know, maybe he works yeah. with Nick Fury like. There's so much cool shit they could do. And if Evans does come back, like they kind of talk about, he can age now if they're going to pursue that, right? Because, yeah. you know, um, yeah, he went back in time and had a life. 
So, you know, it, that doesn't say he didn't do anything with with um, mm-hmm. the shield or anything like that. But, yeah, um, I think they do hint at a major cameo, and I'm pretty sure it's Chris Evans. I'm, yeah, I hope so. We'll see. But, yeah, that would be something. Or they could play us like they did with WandaVision. And he's like, oh, when, when's Benedict Cumberbatch yes. going to show up? And yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, they're good at teasing stuff. They'll alter footage, all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. it's this next episode is going to be pretty intense, but I'm sure they'll – get the shield away but yeah it's like you know sam sam you know has to watch himself because yeah he is not superhuman bucky has yeah. to uh take on john walker i mean you know because geez i mean that's mm-hmm. that's the other kind of cool thing they gradually revealed he had superhuman strength you know he they because that was why yeah. they they went over there like oh shit they got they, they know where he's at they're gonna kill him and so we got to get over there and help him and then he looks defenseless and all of a sudden he kicks that dude clear down the stairs and it's like oh crap yeah he took the formula yeah it's like ah shit and it's all basically because he got his <laughs> ego bruised from the wakanda lady who just beat mm-hmm. the beat his ass i mean shit they were gonna yeah. kill uh oh, yeah. spears they're gonna oh, kill yeah. it wasn't gonna be just oh little scratch here I firmly believe the Wakanda guard would still kick his ass even as a super soldier. Oh, probably. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, they took on the... It'd be the, harder, the, but they could do it. Right. They took <laughs> on the, the bad black uh, panther. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. This show deals with a lot of uh, trauma, but there's like a lot of good mm-hmm. humor and heart, of course, and action. So it's not a total like depressing watch. Uh, mm-hmm. The first scene in this last episode, I loved Bucky was officially deprogrammed that was a really yeah. good scene and he was so yeah it was overwhelmed with emotion because he was scared he was like she was saying the commands and he's yeah. like and the funny thing is in real life i guess people come up at the Sebastian stand and try to do, do this <laughs> isn't that crazy and he probably just stands there and smiles and just shakes his head and like freight car <laughs> and he's like i'm just trying to get a coffee can you just stop yeah please? And, he, and he's probably like and you and it's oh yeah that's so funny i, yeah. I haven't heard that three times today already yeah, yeah it was you. great the first time but that's been like yeah. 500 times ago and uh yeah <laughs> i guarantee you the first time it happened he probably went oh shit i'm gonna have to deal with this <laughs> for years <laughs> it's kind of a problem yeah. but kind of cool at the same time but yeah this show's great i yeah, I hope we see these guys very soon after the show wraps. Yeah. I want to see more. And yeah, of course, yeah. once the pandemic's over, more movies will be made. So that'll yeah. that'll be helpful. But yes, yeah, very. loving the show. Super excited. Um, mm-hmm. I look forward to every Friday. So and then we'll have, um, I believe we'll have Loki after this maybe. And then yes. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So Loki's yeah. going to be a trip itself. I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be WandaVision mixed with some Falcon Winter Soldier, like action wise, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be really yeah. trippy, but good cast. Um, yeah. They know what they're doing. That's for damn sure. Recommend that. Check that out. If you haven't, I'll probably watch it one more time. Um, <laughs> Cause that was just jam packed mm-hmm. with uh, craziness. Yep. So, well, before we go, Nathan, uh, please plug your network again. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so if you want to check uh, the CIP network out, you can go to the CIP network.com. You also can search for us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Also, when you go to our website, we have we have a store there. We have a merch store for both the CIP network as well as Echelon Graphic Novels, which is the graphic novel um, or is the is the publishing house that Ethan has. And so he has a, um, a set of merch there. But we also have a bookstore as well of all of the books that Ethan has made 
um, and he has made a lot of them. Uh, so go there and check that out on the CIPnetwork.com. It's the there's a store there, um, and you can get our merch, their merch, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, just like I said, check us out on uh, YouTube, Facebook. Instagram, I think we're the CIP network on Instagram as well. Sure. Um, yeah, check us out. We're, we're wherever you can find stuff. We have pod, a lot of the stuff we put out as podcasts as well. So just search for the CIP network or creativity in progress on the, uh, on Apple podcasts or Spotify, all those fun places. And you'll be able to find us. Fantastic. We'd love to have you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone out there, please subscribe. And of course we're on all those things mostly not video yet but we're getting there so yeah check us out as well uh field of geeks mm -hmm. yeah thanks a lot for being on nathan this was a lot of fun i think we could have talked for a lot more <laughs> yeah more hours but well, thanks for having me i really appreciate it oh sure yeah yeah we'd be happy to have you back anytime so um awesome again thank you and uh with that said we'll be back i'm josh i'm nathan bye bye <laughs>